Yes. You know what I'm not over? I'm not over this podcast. I'm happy to be here. My name's Tim. I'll be joined with other people later. But for now, I just want to let you know that we are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and you should follow us. Our username is at Pilsner Podcast. This week, we are brought to you by Rich's Comedy Podcast. Thanks to our sponsor for this episode, Rich's Comedy Podcast. It's a new and upcoming podcast where Rich takes a comedic approach to asking the hard questions no one else asks. He talks about whatever silly and dumb topics he wants to. Maybe if you're lucky, there might even be a poop joke or two. Make sure to give it a listen. His podcast can be found in all the popular places like iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, for more funny extra content that isn't on his show, make sure to check out his Twitter handle. That's at Rich's Comedy. You'll be able to find links to his show there. That's Rich's Comedy. That's R-I-C-H-S Comedy. Check him out. Uh, Rich, we really appreciate you supporting us another week. This is great. Welcome aboard. Maybe we'll have you on the show sometime. Enjoy this episode, everyone. Go suck some toes. Uh, I spent it in a tattoo parlor. Yeah. And then went to Arby's. We were high class. I got a snap from somebody that was with you, and I kind of thought, it looks like you're getting tattooed in a church. That's what the lobby looked like. Yeah, he's kind of got a... I mean, it's a different vibe. He's kind of got uh, a lot of, like, religious... You want to give a plug out? Yeah, Palmer's Tattoo in Marshall. I don't think he needs a plug. He's got 20,000 Instagram followers. Um, you can always have more. That's right. You can always have more. The the hundreds of listeners that we might have might <laughs> flock to it. Um, thousands, Corey. Yeah, thousands. Uh, but he's got a lot of religious relics and stuff like as decor. He's a <laughs> he's an antique collector. So I mean, just lots of cool relics, relics and shit around the around the space. So uh, old taxidermy stuff. There's a white squirrel. Um, an old antelope. There's a cow, like a Holstein cow. Never like, seen a shoulder mount of a Holstein cow an before. Cow. Oh, shoulder mount. Not <laughs> just the skull, but like. Right, and then he's got he's all got also got like the longhorn skull. Yeah. Up on the wall and stuff. Maybe he's a Manziel fan. So. Um, yeah. That's that's weird. So. It's not even cool animals. It's like local ones. It's, <laughs> it's a different type of squirrel. It's uh, definitely a, an eclectic. Uh, decor, but it, it it fits the it fits him, you know, from what I know of him, and it fits the you know, kind of the atmosphere he's got going on in there. 
Um, I went to school at uh, for a while in Mankato at the Tech College there. What is it? I forget what it's called. And actually, I got my degree from there. I should remember that. <laughs> they are home of the Get black... your degree. Set yourself free. National... Nope, not no, National wrong, American wrong place. <laughs> Singing the song with you. Yeah. Um, when we were going to college there, we always joked that it was the home of the black squirrels because on campus they had black squirrels. Like, right. That's a real thing. And while we were there, they in our in between our first and second year, the only years you can go, they actually made it official. Nice. No athletic program, but officially. But you had a mascot. Yeah, the black squirrels. What's my fucking college's name? This is Sounds racist. No. Just Isn't kidding. it South Central? Just yes. Kidding. South Central. South Central Technical College. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Get You're it. such a proud alum that you can't even <laughs> remember the name. I know. Um, yeah, so I was in the graphic design program, and uh, they hired us to just, like, you know, design contest, and someone I know designed the official logo. It's a badass logo, but you can get, like, shirts now that are, like, home of the fighting black squirrels. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you walk through the parking lot, like, in the spring and the fall, and they're just running around the trees, and they're, like, there's not one brown squirrel there. You're like, this is so weird. And then if you go two blocks off of campus, they're not there anymore. Just so they're, like, some kind of tree or something? I that... don't know, but they're, like, centralized to that po- that part in North Mankato. Because, like, Cragen's Golf Course, I think it was Cragen's, in Bemidji, or Brainerd, excuse me, has a lot of black squirrels around too. Like whenever you're out golfing, you always see them mm-hmm. running around. But it's weird that you only see them like in certain areas. You don't see them all over the state. So right. Uh, what are we drinking tonight, That's Corey? Zoology talk. Zoology. Uh, this is from Golden Road Brewing uh, in Los Angeles, California, home of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Golden Road Brewing Wolf Pup Session IPA. It's an India Pale Ale, of course. Refresh, refreshingly hoppy with a wildly aromatic citrus character. Uh, no other little can read. Uh, I'm looking for the alcohol by volume. Four and a half. 4.5. Ooh, it is very sessionable then, so... Yeah, it's sessionable. I think abrasive sessionable, if we're going to be honest. <laughs> it's like 9.5%. Yeah. yeah, well, if you're going to be by yourself and fair. at home, you could drink all four and then just call it a day. That's that a is, good session. That is a fair... Session is a relative term. Fair point. <laughs> it's a good session. It's all what you want out of it. You so know, <laughs> Instead of drinking eight beers, I drink four. Uh, fair point. Let's. Uh, Even though I feel like I paid for a case... It was also born on date July of 2017. That's why it's got a little bit of funk. Perfect. <laughs> well, when you stop at certain liquor stores to get your sample, um, Liquor Lodge in Redwood Falls, it's hard to find something sometimes when the selection is limited. So, This beer is also owned by Budweiser. Okay, we hate it then. It's a zero. <laughs> uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. I'm going to finish it, but uh, so I'm going to give it a one. I would not buy it, will not order it again, but I'm going to finish this one. And that's, A, partly because it's six months old, so it's got a little bit of funk to it. Six months? Uh, eight months. And also, 
it's made by Budweiser. So two strikes against you. I don't hate Budweiser. They were just the first. You can't knock a company for being big and successful. Um, I hate their practices for what they do to the small breweries. Right. I mean, I don't hate the small brewery for selling out, but the fact that Budweiser's doing it is annoying. Buying them out, cornering the market on hops, etc., etc. Takebackcraft.com, find all your facts on it there. Pilsnerpodcast.com, find nothing on there. That's right. I'm all, I'm, what's, what is their scale? What's, what's like a 1.5? A 1.5 is uh, if that's all that's left. I'm going to go a 1.5. Okay. Well, I would drink this over even like an Icy Bay. This is better than that, I think. Well, I mean... Alaskan Ale. Um, I mean, it's I mean not yeah, the worst I mean, I would drink, I would drink this over a Budweiser itself. I would even drink this over the Yopper. Right, but a Budweiser... Uper. 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 I can't. I'm never going to get it. <laughs> Yopper. Um, but a Budweiser, to me, would be like a zero. Or a point five or point three. Right. Is that for all like American lagers though? Is that like I'd have a hard time distinguishing between them. Like Budweiser, Coors, right. all them. You kind of put all just them. don't like. like yeah. I if mean, it's all that's there, I'm probably not even gonna drink. Like if I go to your house Ooh, I don't I don't buy that for a second with you. Well, that's true. Oh, how do you handle like small town get togethers like uh, Riverside Days or Sanborn Days or whatever they're called? I just don't drink. Uh Whatever. Or you'll drink a mixed drink. Right. Vodka, gin. Right. Why is it then that, like, we all care so much about the craft beer market, but we don't give a shit about, like, I don't care if it's Kharkov over Tito's. Uh, I do. I know. (laughs) But I mean, like, (laughs) but they don't have that at most places. You don't care as much about it as you do with beer. No, I don't know. It's just more accessible. Like, you would, I would rather have Tito's than even Grey Goose, but uh, I just... I don't know. I don't care if, like, you end up like, what do you have if I want to drink vodka? And they're like, I order Tito's. They say no. I say Kettle One. They say no. And I go, what do you got? And they're like, uh, Smirnoff. I'm like, good enough. It's true. It's just, it isn't the same. I don't know why that is. Just there's more of it? I think there's more beer than there are alcohol, com- hard alcohol companies. Yes. 110%. I mean, if, if I go to somebody's house and they're like, hey, you want a beer? And... Knowing 90% of my friends, it's going to be a Coors Light or something of that effect, a Miller Light. I would take it. I'm not going to be like, no, I'm, you know, no thanks. That's, that's rude. But, uh, uh, you know, I don't buy that stuff for at home. I don't sort of seek it out. If I go to a restaurant, I don't order right. that sort of beer. I, I ordered just... a Bud Light this weekend because I didn't feel like getting up and seeing what they really had, but on the menu it was basically just Grain Belt or Bud Light. So you can even all take a Grain Belt any game. I had an interesting IPA on Monday night. I didn't. Oh. <laughs> I just I wanted a light beer, and it's the first time I think I've ever like made a grown-up decision with alcohol. I ordered a tall. I drank about half of it throughout my meal, and then we left. And you just left half the beer there. She was like, you got half a beer there. I'm like, it's okay. You can walk away. Yep. You don't have to drink it all. Right. <laughs> and I didn't. I just didn't want to make the guy keep going back if I ordered a small one. Right. And I'm like, that's good enough. I paid a $4 beer. That's fine. Yeah. I got I got my money's worth out of it. I just wanted something to sip on. I also got a glass of water. Nice. <laughs> that's <laughs> that what I mean. very responsible. I, no. uh, Monday night, we had a work function, and a couple of us went out for, for dinner because we were spending the night up there, and we went to... Uh, 
a place called the Lone Oak in Egan. Maybe you're probably not familiar. You don't get out to that part of the metro at all. No. But it's right by our home office. And uh, anyway, I ordered a Mojo IPA on Nitro. Ooh. And I'd never had an IPA. I don't know if I'd ever even knew that they had ever put IPAs on Nitro. Yeah. They okay. Do. But uh, it was uh, very good, very... Um, I ordered the, I think it was like 7% alcohol. You know, I stayed away for, I specifically picked that one for that reason. I didn't want something in the, you know, a lot of their stuff they had was in the nine, nine and a half range. And I was trying to stay away from that because I didn't want to. Did you see Stone Brewery is suing Keystone? No. Because like Keystone is revamping all their ads to be like, grab a stone. And like kind of dropping the key. They've been there for a, a long time though. At least well, since I was in college. It, I no, don't know if they've but actually he, but done that. Like, that's been the slang, like, hey, give me a 30-pack of stones. Do you remember Keith Stone? Yeah. That was grab-a-stone guy. Right. But even, that was when I was in college. That was a big, popular Halloween yeah. costume. Even like, their uh, beer can, it just says, like, stone. Yep, it's awesome. It's right there, actually. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, I really like and their so, new like, design on the can. It's very basic and awesome. But it can look sweet. But Stone Brewing is a little upset. Right, so upset that they're suing them. <laughs> how can... How do you think you're going to... You're going up against Coors. Yeah. A little guy. Like, you know how much that's going to cost you? Stone's pretty big in and of themselves, and I think they have a pretty good argument, so... Yeah, but legal fees alone, like, what's... Do you win anything? Um, publicity? I guess. We're, we're talking about it. Right. All right. Uh... We got uh, Root Troop guys coming up tonight, Tim? Yeah, they'll be on in just a second. You want to take a break and get them up? Sure. All right, we are back. We are joined again, as always, with the boys from Root Troop Sports. What's up, guys? How's it going, guys? Hey, Tim. We're doing very, very well. How are you guys tonight? Can't complain one bit. It's uh, Thursday, Um, weekend ahead. Can't wait. Can't wait. Likewise. You're probably pretty stoked over the Olympics going on, I bet. Chloe Kim, your girl. <laughs> I've been able to take my lawyer not yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry, go ahead, Luke. Yeah, I haven't been able to take my eyes off the TV. Just nonstop action. <laughs> What's your take on skeleton luge with the or no, the one with two dudes? There's I uh, I haven't seen it yet, but um, it sounds a little so more, I, little I haven't gay, seen I it guess. either. But it reminded me of the ambiguously gay duo <laughs> on Saturday Night Live. They wore those really tight suits. Yeah, but these guys yeah, lay one God, directly I mean, on top of the other, though. <laughs> this, it's is still, this real? I mean, like, are you guys making this up? I haven't seen this fucking shit. No, it's yeah, real. The, the, like the two <laughs> man luge. Like, Andy, I would lay on the bottom on the sled or whatever they ride on, the toboggan, like this, and then you just lay right on top of me. <laughs> like, I back, call top. Like, like, not face-to-face. You at least are like... <laughs> yeah, you're not 69 down the hill. We're, we're butt to junk. <laughs> and, like, I wrap my arms around you, and we slide down this hill together, clinging to each other, hoping we don't die when we hit the bottom. It's pretty erotic. I think this was a good idea. Is there mixed doubles? No. <laughs> I don't even know if it's a, if there's a like a female version. I think it's just a men's. Just the men do it. <laughs> Imagine how awkward it was when they used to do. Is this? 
Remember how awkward, think of how awkward it would have been back when they did the Olympics like, nude. One man on a sled is not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got two guys going like 80 miles together an hour on like a toboggan. What could go wrong? I mean, I mean you both have boners at that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Just you, you're, you're not American if you don't. <laughs> I am. I am super pumped um, about Red Gerard. Yeah, dude, he is the man. He is so cool. Guy fell asleep. You're not going to say he's hot too, are you? I mean, um, again, <laughs> my, my, lo- my lawyer said I'm not legally allowed to speak about any more Lincoln. Okay, he is also 17, so. <laughs> 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 right, that's why I asked. As we found out last week, that's what that's that's my class. That's my child. <laughs> Be careful, the guy from uh, Barstool got in big trouble for saying something about her. On, yeah, he on, did. Did you hear about that? On serious last week. Uh, we don't. Uh, you, will you bleep out Barstool when you hear this? We don't. Uh... <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> we don't pretend. We don't pretend that we're just ripping them off. Kind of like how we don't acknowledge the power trip. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, like how like the super like football guy head coaches like if they're the coach of Minnesota, they'll just call Wisconsin like the red team or the state to the yeah. the east. That's what we're that's what we do. Yeah, right. <laughs> got it, got it, perfect. Okay, um, Zach, you were saying you had something for some hockey player. So I want all your listeners. Um, to go and read so part one of our part three series so it's a true story um about the time i was punched by Sidney crosby and jack johnson not the banana pancakes one um <laughs> in a jv baseball game what? wait is jack johnson is that oh i'm thinking jablonski never mind <laughs> not jake jablonski yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay uh, and why don't you just make fun of Christopher Reeves so, while you're at it? <laughs> yeah, we, we give us the gist of it, and we'll tweet the article out. Uh, we released part one uh, earlier this week. Um, it's just a summary. So basically, it's kind of the prelude lead up to game day and getting off the bus. Part two will be the actual incident, and part three will be um, the mental and emotional distress I've had since then that hasn't been settled by a lawyer of any of the parties involved yet. I was so. going to say, was there, mean, since, was there a lawsuit? Tell me the circumstances in which I, you were playing Sidney Crosby in a JV baseball game. Great question. So, base, yeah, basic details. Um, so, Faribault, VA, if you're familiar. Um, so, it's a private school in Faribault, which is like 45 miles east of us. You guys know where Faribault is, obviously? Yeah, we do. F-Town. Okay. I stayed, so in, a, they, I stayed um, in a real dive can, hotel there just like three months ago for a wedding. Anyway. Oh, wow. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Are you done interrupting my story and telling me about your wedding or what? (laughs) Oh, by the way, we need you guys. You have to be hard out at 7.55. I apologize. That was a throwback to an old story that I told on the air once before. But go ahead with your story. It's much better than mine. Perfect. 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 Um, So anyway, they combined for baseball with Shattuck, which is in Fairville, which is like a, a local hockey bet. So anyway... A bunch of the kids just to stay out of trouble in spring will go off to the baseball team. And that year, um, as you'll read in the article, there was three top ten picks uh, in the NHL draft, which who gives a shit, but um, that were on that Correct. team. 
And one of them was Sidney Crosby? Sidney Crosby, Jack Johnson, and Kyle Oposo. Um, But the long and short of it is, you know, I don't want to give out any spoilers on what actually happened. No, and that's fine. I'd, I'd, I'd encourage everyone to go read the article. I just wanted to know the basis as how the whole thing came about. And also, when you were name dropping those yeah. people, we don't really follow hockey or know who any of those people are. Everyone knows who Sidney Crosby is. Yeah, well, nobody I, does. <laughs> I have no idea who the other two guys are, but I know who Jack Johnson is, and I think I've heard of the other guy too. Well, I know who Jack Johnson <laughs> is for the banana pancakes guy, but not the hockey player. <laughs> when you guys keep saying that, I'm thinking of the You're singer. Just- Right, that's, exactly. That's why we keep saying the banana pancakes. I don't know that song, I guess. You just put Sidney Crosby in all caps and bold and italic, and I'll, that'll get the clicks you need. It will. The other yeah. guys are there. Here's the thing. I tried to tweet at Sidney Crosby, and I, he doesn't like ha- He has, like, a fan official page, but is it, like, yes. a fan Hoffelsberger kind of thing? Or he just well, he's a hockey like player. He's probably too stupid to type on a phone, so he probably doesn't have his own account. I don't think it's... I don't think it's a Ben Roethlisberger thing because no one was in a walking boot. But um. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, part one released this week. Um, part two will release this weekend, and then we'll finish up next week. But it's a, it's a pretty crazy story, um, and it actually happened. True story. So I'm excited to read. I am very very excited to read this this story, and I'm Where gonna have a lot I of questions for it next week. Where can I find this? Say that again. Where can I find? Uh, root true Lock, for, open. Lock, root, open. You you know all the details. <laughs> yeah. So the actual <laughs> the actual blog is uh, is uh, rootroopsports.wordpress.com, and then you can also find it on Twitter. Uh, we've been retweeting it out a bunch. Um, just at rootroopsports on Twitter. Zach, and we'll obviously give your brother fifteen dollars to buy a dot com. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. It's fifteen dollars. He's got to pass the board's approval. So. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Give him fifteen dollars and t- buy him some Chipotle too. Yeah, I'm all in for that. I, I like the idea there. <laughs> dot WordPress dot com slash no wait forward slash. <laughs> So we do have a MySpace page. So, <laughs> do you guys got anything big coming down the pipe to look that we can look forward to other than the Sidney Crosby story? I mean, that's kind of the main event. Yeah. Well, I've got a wedding in Turbo in three months. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Zach, what uh, the story Denzel's wasn't so fine. much about the actual wedding; it was about the shit dive hotel in 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 said town. <laughs> The one that's connected to the fucking Super America. I mean, come on. You come up with something better than that for a hotel in that town. Fairball's a fucking dump. <laughs> Fairball, Little Detroit. I think that is on their sign outside of town. So, what do you think about, what do you guys think about Manziel coming back for Spring League? I definitely think it's going to be something, you know, worth keeping an eye on, whatever he's suiting up or really playing any kind of organized football. It's definitely something to watch. I think it'll be entertaining, probably be really bad, throw some bad interceptions, but whenever you can have Johnny football on the field, it's just, it's going to get the eyes watching. So what is this league? At the that very least, it'll be something to, sorry, what was that? What, what is this league that he's in? It's only a two week long league. I've never heard of it. Yeah. I just, I was looking it up the other day and it's like kind of, uh, 
like if you've been out of the NFL or really just kind of like a amateur league for scouting purposes. So it's going to be like a three week scouting event, and then each each of the four teams will play two games. So that's yeah, that's literally just for scouting. Okay, that's what he's saying. Yeah, but I don't know. I I think whether it's the NFL, the CFL, or the XFL. Just having Johnny football on a football field is good for the sport. What did you think and, of and his Pardon My Take interview? Or That's on Barstool, Tim. Uh, B-Stool. I did, I, I did give it a listen. Um, it, was, it was kind of weird. I thought it would be – I didn't quite expect it to be that serious, but I guess you kind of cater to what he wants to talk about. And it's, yeah, it was uh, very serious. What he obviously come on for. Serious slash so, really fucking so boring. I liked it. Yeah, it was a little dull, so. But I don't he know, I'm a Johnny guy. Of, I thought it was interesting. Uh, he reminded me of Tony Raines from The Challenge. <laughs> Anybody get that reference? No. Nope. Just trying to get his act Way together. over my head. Oh, you guys need to watch The Challenge. I'm so telling you, Vendetta is Manziel is really like one step away from playing for the South Central Hogs? <laughs> out of the Southern Plains League? Is that what that is? Out of Mankato, know? yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's like an amateur football. League. I saw Rochester. I saw, has a, Rochester has a Med City, not Med City something. Yeah. Well, and I think we're underestimating the fact that I think the Mets could sign him to a farm system team. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? <I> never know. <laughs> Jeter's been making some moves down in Miami. He might be a yeah, a two year deal down there before you know it. I say you deal Russell Wilson in baseball here for Manziel. Because who just traded for Russell Wilson? The Yankees? The Yankees, yeah. Because yeah. did they, did the move. CFL say they did? Really want is a him? bold move. <laughs> you know? The Browns traded for LeBron like two weeks ago, but he <laughs> hasn't signed yet. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I like that he said, too, on that interview that they asked him, like, what if uh, Cleveland came calling again? Would you give it an opportunity? And he goes, no, I think we've all seen what happens there. I'm like, as if you have a chance. Yeah. And like, he's if like, they're the one team that reaches right. out, he's like, nope, not going to do it. And also, like, I think he, people will forgive you if you go ahead and win 10 games in a season. Like, that's all it's going to take. If There's you so win many three head games cases. In a yeah. <laughs> if you win a game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't buy. I if think you win three games, you're getting a statue. <laughs> people for. People forget he's the last quarterback to win a game on Sunday for the Browns. True story. So, I'm just, I'm, that's a stat for you to think about. How about Antonio Brown coming out and he saying he wanted to sign with Minnesota? Timberwolves. Did you see that article? <laughs> he came out and said no, he wants to sign a 10-day contract. Apparently him and, him and, and uh, Buckets are, are buddies. So he wants to sign a 10-day contract with the Wolves to play, to play basketball. I mean, Jeff Teague is probably not much of an upgrade from Antonio Brown, so if we can swap out contracts, I'd be willing to sign him to a 10-day for sure. <laughs> How do you think Teague well, would do for the Steelers to, if we just traded him? <laughs> like a well, cross-league trade. I have him in a keeper league, so I'll check with my commissioner because if I can get points for that, <laughs> I'm all about it. If I can start with a head start, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. Tom. I literally, I thought we, I thought I lost you for a second. There. <laughs> no, the three of us sat here at the table looking at each other like each, like we were all going to say something, and nobody did. So 
Oh, and We're is, really good at that. We should be extra talkative tonight. We pre-gamed tonight. We never do that. Right? <laughs> Ooh. Well, what do you guys think of that? Oh, a little bit of everything. Uh, what would we just sample? Uh, Wolf Pup Session IPA from Golden Road Brewing out of Los Angeles. I am currently drinking a Summit Saga IPA, and Andy's about to dive into a... Fair State, Mirror Universe. And I've also got a Summit Imperial IPA, so I'm two-fist, and I got two of them open in front of me, so... We're just, like, spreading it out. Smorgasbord tonight. That's awesome. One time I was at this wedding in Fairville, and I had a couple of uh, beers in front of me. And? And, uh... Continue. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey... Fuck you. <laughs> hey, you know who we're talking I to I can't next? wait to meet you in person. You're going to be like, oh, this is the guy that wouldn't fucking give up the wedding. Thing. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> hey, we got Bobby Del Rio up next. Thank you, guys. Root Troop Sports. Right. Um, yeah, where can they find you guys? What do you want them? Plug something. Go. We already made them plug. Just let them finish. Easiest place to find second. us, read all our stuff. Uh, Twitter, at Root Troop Sports. Find all the blogs there, all the content. Very nice. At Root Troop Sports on Twitter. Thank you guys for coming on. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, podcast. Peace. See you later. All right, everybody. We are back. We have on the line with us right now, Mr. Bobby Del Rio. Say hi, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Uh, <laughs> Bobby, describe yourself. I'm curious. Uh, you're on IMDb, but what what do you do mo- mostly? Mostly, you know, it kind of changes a little bit from year to year, but I think pretty consistently I'm, a, I'm an actor, a writer, um, and then I also direct from time to time. So, so for IRL, the series, I, um, I created it, I wrote four episodes, I acted in two, and I directed all 12. Holy shit. You're a busy man. Bu- very busy man. I watched, uh, I think I watched 10 episodes of it, I haven't seen, so I haven't seen the final two um, oh, you got to watch the last two. I'm going to. <laughs> I've been telling these guys that episode nine is must watch. Uh, they didn't. They didn't. Andy didn't make it that far, but episode nine I thought was must watch. Um, I mean, I. And I don't know if you if you would take this the wrong way, and I mean it with all sincerest respect. It's really got kind of a Black Mirror vibe to it, you know. And Black oh, yeah. Mirror is like a huge thing on, you know, out there right now. So I was really intrigued by by the, you know, kind of the messages that you were trying to put across the show as far as, you know, what's going on on social media and what people, not just kids, but, you know, with like you had the bullying episode, I think was episode one. Um, but, you know, you had the, the, the kind of the takeoff on, on Match.com with the swinging couples and stuff like that. So I, I found it really interesting how, how you put a perspective to what's going on out there. Where did you come up with the idea for the show? major Facebook controversy that was really just a misunderstanding. Um, but it like, so I wrote like a five word Facebook post that ended up getting 350 comments in 24 hours. Whoa. Wow. And I was like, what the hell? And so there's been all this debate and attacks and this and that. And blah, blah. Now, now finally it's resolved and it was really just a misunderstanding on the number of different levels. But, these kinds of things have been happening on Facebook in the social media sphere for so many years. And I think IRL was my 
attempt to explore why the hell do these things happen? You know, like, I don't know about you, but I know so many people who lost friendships on Facebook or some, or someone posts, you get in the, you get in the wrong debate at the wrong time. And all of a sudden things get heated, people attack. And then you see the people in real life and you just hug and it's, it's fine. And so there's a real disconnect between the way we live our lives and the way we sort of interact via social media platforms. Right on. Yep. So it's kind of like that disconnect that I, I really wanted to understand. And I, I really do believe that, um, it's getting it's getting worse to to the point where I think that social media platforms, not always, you know, there's not necessarily one consistent attitude, but I, I really do think it, it's it's kind of driving people further and further apart from one another. Yeah, I've said that myself. You know, 15 years ago, I didn't know what my cousin's college roommate's nephew's sister's political views are, right. and you know, let alone my you know my brother-in-law or whoever um and now i know everybody's and it's because it's all out there on facebook um you talk about losing friends i lost like three friends on facebook today alone because of a uh a, a comment that i, I yeah uh, was that research for this interview no it was uh <laughs> it was in reference to the to the most recent uh gun shooting or you know school shooting that we had here right. uh, uh yesterday so i kind of made a comment um and, and it kind of blew up and had, I didn't have, you know, 350 like you, but I think I had about 150 in, in about 12 hours. So, um, yeah, sure, that's a lot, man. pretty heated I, debate I going back and forth. Right? So it's, it's, it's like, there's like emotional issues and like people have, you know, it's hard to separate your feelings about things, with like your thoughts about things and you can't read people's intonations. And then when things like this happen, it's like there's eight different people. And then if you say the wrong thing, four people just start attacking you. And then you're trying to respond to one person, the next, and it just it just goes spiraling out of control so quickly. Like I lost a friend that I've had for 20 years yesterday. Oh wow! 20 years because she misinterpreted my post and then went so far as to like accuse me of racism in a public forum with 300 comments. When she knows that I have been an award-winning political activism activist fighting against racism for 15 years. And over and over again making these ridiculous claims because she, she just took something I said to get out of context. And, you know, and then, that, then it becomes a serious issue, right? Exactly. And so then it's like, okay, well, I can't trust you to be my friend anymore because there's actually legal ramifications for you to make these sort of claims that are completely fabricated. Right. When you have a career and stuff like that, you're trying to establish. And then these, especially in today's sensitive, you know, is, is Canada as bad as, as the United States when it comes to the sensitivity of like, we're in such a hostile climate right now. Because, because political correctness, I think is a core value of Canada. So now, look, I, admittedly, I said something controversial, but it was only five words. But I wrote, political correctness is intellectual cancer. You know, and I have reasons for, for saying that, but really, I just think it shuts down debate. Um, yeah. So, you know, and I think it's We're really done hard. here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're just kidding. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, it's hard to have complex 
conversations about, like, for example, this, your shooting, your shooting story, right? I mean, that's a terrible tragedy. And yeah. There's many reasons for it, but obviously, no one fully understands how things like that happen. If we did, they wouldn't happen anymore because we would fix it, right? Right, and everybody's got a different reason or a different solution to the problem, and and they think other people's isn't quite correct. It's a very right. politically and divided idea. And they have all these like simple ideas of how to fix it without any like nuance to the situation itself. And it's not there's no one size fits all thing. And the analogies they make like, oh, I didn't get fat because. You know, I was yeah. They blame the fork. I blame the fork. You know, it's like, my fault because I shoved it in my mouth. It's like yeah. sure that has a, it's a weird argument in itself, but it has no nuance to it. You're not understanding like the broader picture of what's going on here. Right, and, and look, I think no one no one does. Otherwise, again, these shootings w- would stop because we would fully understand why they happen, how they happen, and we would stop them from happening. So, look, there's questions that as a society, they're they're you know, you can't just write a Facebook post and solve everything. That's that's the world. But we're in this world together. So the problem is that I think, you know, and it's hard to prove, but my theory is that is that the social media platforms are exacerbating differences between people. Right? I think it's creating a deeper sense of tribalism. I think it's creating like an inflated sense of division. I think that people are less disconnected, or sorry, more disconnected from one another, um, partly because we can't see each other. Like, there's some, you know, some, like, it's very, it's even like somebody could type something, but if you don't see that they're actually, that's a joke when they say it. Whereas if they said that in real life, they would just smile and you get it, right? Right. I've been campaigning for different fonts, too. Like, you, you need Sarcastica or Good Times Roman. Sure. But, like, you know, it's very difficult, I think, to, like, replicate the human experience, you know, via a digital platform. For sure. For sure. I mean, most of communication is nonverbal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I I don't know what the number is. I'm like, 80% of all communication is nonverbal. So, this is just 20% of the story if you're looking at just looking at, at it that way, right? It's like, okay, you're just looking at the text but with no context, no intonation, with no body language, with no... So, I, you know, and, and here's the thing. And, and But it's also interesting because it's sort of like commercially expedient. And I, what I mean by that is that you can, ha- like, you can have 50, 100, 200 people having a conversation. They're all around the world. And you can talk about a shooting. Which, in one way, is brilliant, because how have, in the history of time, you've never been able to do that. You've never been able to have so many different people kind kind of be in the same place at the same time, right? Right. The problem is, they're actually not in the same place at the same time. They're, sort of, they're kind of in the same place at the same time, and that creates a lot of problems. So, it kind of replicates the experience of being a human, but it doesn't do it fully so in some ways it helps and in other ways it, it hurts and but I, I think that because people believe that it's a pretty accurate reflection of society I think for whatever reason people just they, they kind of don't clue in that this is just a partial representation of our thoughts and feelings um, that assumption makes us more divided going into 
going into doing IRL, did you already have a lot of these ideas like preconceived, obviously to an extent, but as you got into it, did you find certain notions that surprised you? Um, I, I had curiosities. Yes. Um, I think I had questions more than I had answers. It was an interesting process because, so I don't know if you know the history of what we did, but so I posted on Facebook um, and here's one of the good reasons, you know, to be on Facebook, is that I posted in this group where I, I knew, you know, quite a few people, and people knew who I was. I was doing a new film project, and I said I would I would work with anybody who replied. And I thought five to ten people uh, would be like, okay, cool, let's make a short film on Wednesday. And then uh, 65 people signed up in 36 hours. Damn. So you had more than one scripter right now. Well, I mean... I, I mean, I had a problem is what I had, <laughs> because I had publicly claimed, perhaps foolishly, although it worked out in the end, that I, I like, literally anyone who's like, yep, I'm in, I would find, I would find a way to make them in. And then when you have 65 people, a lot of them were performers, you go, how, okay, how the hell are we going to, like, I had no money, I had no resources, I didn't even have an idea, to be honest. Um. <laughs> uh, and then, but I did always think, okay, like, for me, it was a very simple premise, actually. Like, I, I wanted to I wanted to explore the idea of what if uh, people reacted in real life the way they do on Facebook. So, for example, if you're getting into an argument with somebody in real life, like at a bar or something, and they're just really annoying you, you could just block them and they disappear from your life forever. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> so that was my idea, right? Like, I started with that, and then I had all these people, and then we started this sort of process of improvisation, and then um, and then the, it kind of went well, and then we just kind of, and I kind of led people to guided improv, which ended up lasting for somewhere between, like, six to nine months. Oh, wow. And then it just kind of took off from there, right? But it really became a, a lengthy... Um, almost research process to understand every aspect of social media from an anecdotal perspective. So maybe we had, you know, 15, 20 actors that came consistently and we, every, every week, twice a week, we would, we would talk about everything that we were feeling and thinking about social media. Right on. Right yeah. On. Like I said, I think I, 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 like I said, I have like, I'm through 10 episodes. I've enjoyed it. Um, I really Everything like the cut together in the final two, buddy. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna watch. What I liked is that you know, because they're you know, five to ten minute episodes, you're able to sit down and and, and watch them you know back to back to back consistently. So I'll probably knock out them final two tonight yet when I get home. So yeah, they're very easily consumed. Right. You know what you think? Yeah. Unless you don't like it, then just shut up. <laughs> we should tell everybody where we can find them. Um. Well. Okay. So on Twitter. The easiest thing to do is just to go to at IRL the series. Uh, if you go there, we got lots of links to our website. And, like we're on YouTube, and we, I think we also stream them on our site. Um, if you're in Canada, we also sold the web series to television. Oh, nice! So we sold it to Bell Bell Media, which is the biggest uh, media corporation in Canada. So they own like I don't know a billion channels or whatever it is. Sweet. Congratulations awesome. on that! That's awesome. Channel Roughly a billion. <laughs> so. Can you can you do you got anything coming down the pipeline? Anything in the future? Is there a second season, or you got any new projects you're working on? Yeah, I mean, look, that was it's been a really good project for me. So I have um, 
I have several other web series in development, um, some with producers attached. I actually have two features um, with the big, like, sort of Hollywood people attached. Cool. So I, I, yesterday morning, before all this Facebook drama happened, I got a text uh, from the other writer, and we have... I mean, we'll see what happens. I can't say names yet, but like an Academy Award winning actor has agreed to sign on Sweet. to our film. William Defoe. <laughs> you said William uh, Defoe, right? I won't say if it's Willem Defoe. <laughs> but if it was, I'd be very happy. Okay, I don't, I'm just saying. Well, so we have, but we have a guy like once we have a guy who's like as famous as Willem Defoe. Like, we'll see. But apparently, he signed on. So if he signed on, then we have the U.S. distribution deal locked, and then we start shooting. That All would right. be fantastic. I, I have These things seem to fall through, but this yeah. is the first time they've told me that actually there's a guy who's who's he signed up. I have, a... um, and then I have another script with an LA producer who's pitching Netflix this week, and um, so like I have I have a lot of sort of irons in the fire as well. Cool, man. Yeah. I need to know how. Did, obviously, your name is Bobby, but how did you get the nickname Bob Man? I gave it to myself. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I did. I know it's horrible. It's horrible to admit that. So here's the thing: I always wanted a nickname, like my whole life. But I didn't want like a stupid nickname. You know, I didn't want. I want to be like Dumbo because when I was eight, like I whatever, I had big ears, and then my friends call me Dumbo, and then I'm older, I'm like Dumbo. So I was like, that's a good one. I, so I, I, what I did is I gamed the system. Uh, so when I was in undergrad um, during Frosh Week, and I think it was actually my second year, so I was I was like a Frosh leader. I just wrote the name Bob Man on my name tag, <laughs> and then people just started calling me Bob Man. <laughs> yeah, <that's> good. <laughs> and it was like this echo chamber for the next twenty years. Where now everyone thinks of me as Bob Man. At least you didn't go with something like Hawk or Falcon or something like that. <laughs> you know, at least Bob Man is relatable. Um, yeah, that could be, I could have been really bad. I, I, or I could have been like, joint smoker. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, you guys have federal nationwide legalization coming up. Like, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm 40 years old. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I sort of stopped participating in the, you know, recreational things. Uh, I'm pretty straight edge. I'm pretty straight edge these days. I haven't always been. Um, I definitely am now. I mean, I don't, I don't drink. I don't, I don't do anything. I just hit the gym and, you know, try to eat as few carbs as possible. Um, I do think that our We should hang out, except for the alcohol part, but I like the fewer carbs part. I could use that in my life. You're on a beer drinking podcast, <laughs> FYI. <laughs> That's okay. I know, I know. <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I still am who I am. You know what I mean? I think people can do whatever they want, but... What's the overall vibe of it there amongst the amongst the citizens, though? Is it is it something that's... Well, look, I'm also an actor, right? Right. So, I mean, my... Like, I don't drink, but it's it's not because I, I have some sort of moral aversion to drinking. Right. It, it's mostly because... Like, I, I, I'm an actor, right? So I have to basically be in the best shape that I can be in. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I try to eat as cleanly as I, as I can. And, you know, as you get older, it's, it's kind of harder to, you know, maintain muscle and stuff. 
Yeah, I, I hear you. I'm looking at, at your IMDb, and you and I are, are about a year apart in age, so I can definitely feel what you're talking he about. He looks a lot better than you, Corey. And you do look, you do look a lot better than I do. So, <laughs> I have a couple of questions, if you got time, about Canadian I, culture. Uh, you guys are interesting. Yeah, um... Who is your favorite Canadian export actor? Like, who are who's your like who's your go-to guy? I have like three at the top of my head. Um, it's a really good question. Um, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Jim Carrey. Oh, that's a great one. I just you know what? He just bumped into my top three. Then he yeah, just bumped okay. Tyler Labine yeah. out. You know, I'll say why for Jim Carrey. First of all, I mean, what a brilliant comedian, and he was one of my favorites growing up for sure. Um, but then he's he's really made a pretty uh, seamless transition to, to drama, right? With um, producing, I'm dying up here. Like nobody would have, like if when you if you're watching Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Yeah, for and sure. Then, and then how could you project that that guy? would be the same guy from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Right. Later. Or even like Man on the Moon and yeah. Yeah. Like he got Did you see that documentary on Netflix um Jim and Andy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, excellent. excellent. Super good. Um your thoughts on I'm just going to start rapid firing Canadian actors that I have off the top of my head and they're sure. FYI they're all white cuz I can't think of anyone else. That's fine. <laughs> um Will Sasso Like ninety nine percent sure. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, he's um. I mean, he's hilarious. I, I mean, I auditioned for Mad TV in my twenties. Oh, sweet. So I mean, that would have been nice. I would have loved to have worked with him or something like that. Um, but yeah, he was he was very talented. He was on that show for a long time, I think. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, Seth Rogen. Oh, Seth Rogen's hilarious. I mean, I think he's you know he kind of popularized. You know, sort of that stoner comedy persona. Um, but he's also a really smart <laughs> He's a good writer, too. Oh, for sure. I like everything he does. Um, yeah, he Seth Rogen's, I think, one of the most underrated. Like, He's going to be appreciated a lot more in the future when he's really old. Yeah, I think you're right. Like Bill Murray. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, Bobby, while Tim's on a Canadian actor funk uh, here, can you tell me... I see this. You got a newer series here called "My Roommates and Escort" that you're in. Yeah, I'm the male lead in that show. Okay, work. Can is that something we can find in the states here? Or is that something on Canadian oh, TV? Oh yeah, yeah. It's online. It's on YouTube. It's actually one of the most successful Canadian web series ever. Okay, so that's a web series, also cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, it is. But Katie and Trish, who um, are the creators and stars of the show, they optioned the television rights to Fox. Okay. Uh, and actually, I'm shooting their. They have a new show, a show concept that they're they're pitching. So I'm shooting with them on Monday for their next show. Um, you're really gonna like it. Like I can really tell what your vibe and shit. Like it's it's really like it's a really funny show. Really really quirky and they're they're super talented. Well, good. I'll check that out. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, uh, really cool. Thanks for, uh, calling us, I guess. Um, sure. Yeah, fun chatting up. with you. Yeah. Yeah, if you do, you know, if you got some more projects in the work, Bobby, we'd love to talk to you again. I find this really interesting. I find, 
I think I think you seem like a really intelligent human being when we're talking about the the social media wave that's going on right now. And you know, if you got anything coming up in the future that you want to talk about, hey, reach out. We'd love to have you back on and visit some more. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Uh, I'd love to do that. Yeah, we think Canadian bacon's better than regular bacon. So <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, find Bobby. Uh, find IRL the series on. Uh, I found it the easiest way I found it was I went to YouTube and searched for it. It popped right up. Um, also, check out my roommates and escort. And if you go to his IMDb, he's got a whole list of things he's worked on. Uh, check him out. Uh, really cool guy. Oh, wait. Uh, I'm sorry. In case this is the last time we ever talk. Um, I was on your IMDb page last night. It's so cool that yes. you have one, and we finally had an IMDb-worthy guest on. What did you do on the John Doerr show? I love John Doerr. John Doerr, really nice guy, man. That guy's super nice and super funny um i was just in one episode there was an episode and and i was i was kind of like this manic depressive writer i kind of i was like in this i was like i was just like this and like you know because it was a kind of like a meta it's like a meta show right right and uh i was like one of his writers and i was just like freaking out kind of frothing at the mouth like almost like a closeted serial killer <laughs> I, I remember that I I was like ta- I, I, I was directed to like just make a circle over and over and over and over again on a piece of paper <laughs> we got one of those guys on our show yeah yeah it was like so weird but really fun experience I was I was actually surprised like how down to earth um and just kind of cool that guy was and then his because his on screen persona so so quirky and but he was like a really down-to-earth guy man just the kind of guy you could chill with very easily well i'm sure you saw that documentary where he, where he went on the road with tig notaro i'm sure no i didn't see that. oh well they went and just um she put out a link on twitter and it was basically like we want to come play your living room and tour it and he opened for her on that tour so it was just this documentary that followed them uh doing stand-up at people's houses I can see it, man. The guy's, he's just cool, man. Yeah, for sure. All right. Say, like, I, and if he was a dick, I would say it. Like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would tell you. But, like, that guy was, like, super nice. I was like, wow. like Because he was the star of the show, right? He's, like, literally the John Dory show, right? Right, and I'm glad to hear that because I'm a big fan of his. So I was just. They're not always nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I can, un- I believe he, that. He was, yeah. That's always people's worst fear is you meet, like, a celebrity that you've idolized and then they're, and then they're a complete dick, so. Oh, I've had that happen, man. It sucks. Yep. It really sucks. But John Doerr is, like, really super cool, so hope you get a chance to meet him. <laughs> Maybe someday if he tours Minnesota. All right. All right, well, thanks for uh, letting us pick your brain a little bit, so uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for having me, guys. It was great thanks. fun. Thank you, Bobby Del Rio, for giving us a call. Um, I'm going to give him a plug. Check out Bobby Del Rio in IRL the series uh, at, Bobman. Or at Bobman on Twitter. That's you can plug follow I was him. Gonna give him. Okay, is that what you're looking for? At Bobman. There you go. Man. Well, you were like at IRL the ser- at IRL series yep. on Twitter? Yep, IRL the series. The series. I, I Like I said... I'm not bullshitting when I said I watched like 10 episodes. Uh, they were all... Last night on... Yeah. Yeah, they were all fascinating. In their own way. In their own way, yep. So is it... Um, 
I watch one episode. Okay. Is it a different story every time? Yeah, different story. So couple just like little short re- right. recurring characters. Couple recurring characters, but like someone I noticed that like someone who might have been the main character in one might just be like a background. Or yeah, he only had like sixty people involved. Sit, you know, at a table in a restaurant in another episode. You know, but some of the same faces show up. Um, it was. You know, each one takes a different look at a different social media problem. The the, the first episode takes a look at... at I'd say uh, skip number one and go right to number two. Online bullying is like the <laughs> first episode. So watch them all. Uh, the first episode deals with uh, with online bullying via text and stuff it like that. It close to home. Yeah. It did. It was emotional for you? That's why you... Every time I go online, they're like, you suck. Well... Every time I post this podcast... Just to be forewarned that... that Subject matter is it's heavier. It's not lighthearted comedy stuff. It pushes right. the edge of YouTube standards almost to you know like um, basically everything. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't watch it at. I mean, you could watch it at work, I guess. It's not like porno, but it's so, de- it's definitely like you don't probably don't want you don't want young kids around when you're you don't want young kids around when you're watching it for sure. Don't watch it when you're at your emotionally weakest either. That makes you sad. No. But but do watch it. But do watch it. Do and watch my roommate is an escort. I haven't seen that one yet. I haven't we'll seen that one either. Though. But I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that and I'll report back on it next week. We're big Bobby Del Rio. Fans Bobby Del on this Rio show. is the official actor of the Pilsner podcast. At Bob Man. <laughs> so what's going on in the local sports scene this week? Local. Uh, Shit, I didn't ask him about CFL. Teddy Bridgewater's contract will not be told, so he's going to be a free agent. Which which is what we mostly Which what we uh, kind of expected up until Spielman made some weird comments to lead people to believe it might be different a couple weeks ago. But um, So, Corey, you're probably the biggest baseball fan on the podcast. I heard heard something happened this, this well, week. We covered it live as it happened. We were here live recording when it happened. What? Yeah, we were here Saturday morning. Saturday, because when, when Tim had his interview, we were... P- pitchers and catchers reported? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I thought you were talking about you the U Darvish trade. I'm talking about U Darvish. I'm talking about pitchers and catchers. Oh, yeah, pitchers and catchers a reported. A lot of catch they... was played yesterday. Yes, a lot. A lot of, of grown yeah. men played catch yesterday. And today they played golf. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a charity golf outing. Good for them. But Take just, a break from playing catch. Just the pitchers and catchers. Yeah. So Joe Mauer's there. Oh, nice. Showed up like seven days early. So, Why? I mean... Isn't he your, is, isn't your first base? What the fuck does he do now? He's the first, first baseman. I don't watch baseball at all. He's showing up just to get his uh, get uh, get in shape. He's he's a leader. He's demonstrating his leadership abilities for the team. Get in shape. He probably drank too much milk in the off season, gained too much weight. So Corey, since uh, pitchers and catchers reported on opening day, can you name who our five starting pitchers will be? Uh, Barrios, 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 Gibson. Uh, Corey is our biggest Twins fan here. Uh, there's like, uh, <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. Who's a guy that had, oh, Phil Hughes. He's a possibility. Possibility. Is he even going to be ready? I don't, I, I think that going into this, I think we had the top three spots and the bottom two were in question. And now that Santana's out, I mean, the now the bottom three is in they're, question. They're going to go. With, you think well, that's a problem, Corey? I do. They're going to go with a four-man rotation for the first month. I mean, that they said based on the schedule, yeah, they the days off, that. they could do a four-man rotation. Um, okay, so so far we have two apparently. 
Uh, Jaime, Hyman, Garcia. <laughs> what? Jaime Garcia. Jaime? Hyman. Jaime Garcia signed with the Blue Jays today. Oh, really? He's off the table. So he's off the table, which is fine. I. Um, but the intriguing thing is that Garcia signed a very reasonable contract. How much did he get? Eight. Eight million dollars? Yeah. For one year? Eight dollars. It was eight per year. I don't know if it was like a two or three year deal. Um, I briefly saw on Twitter just that the deal had happened. Um, he, but that his deal intrigued me that guys like Arietta and uh, Lynn and Cobb are going to come more reasonable than we expected, so may, it gives me hope that the Twins will be adding one of them, um, maybe along with Archer. I know you're not... I'm coming around on Archer. Are you? I would... I've come around so far in Archer that I would give up Lewis for him. What? Yes. I'm not even that far on Archer. I came around hard. I don't want to give up any major leaguers, but, like, what is Lewis's, like, top? What's the best that he could become? Is it that much better than what Chris Archer, like, is guaranteed? That's a fair way to put it. You know what I mean? And he Um, could come in a lot worse, too. From what I've read doing research on the topic, uh, Tampa Bay wants Kepler. I just don't want want to give any major league talent. What about Sano? I don't want to give up any major league talent. Uh, Overweight, leg problem. We played half a season without him and we're fine last year. Sexual harassment. Sexual harassment issues. It's dingers. But what if we said still in the league? Yes. Don't bring up the overweight thing then. But he signed a minor league deal with the Rangers. He's also forty-four years old. He's forty-five. And who? How old is Sano? Roughly. Twenty-four. Twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He played last year in the professional. He was forty-three, forty-four. So I'm just don't bring up the overweight thing. So Sano's got this rod in his leg now. Babe Ruth smoked cigars when he hit home runs. I'm just. I mean, Sano straight almost, up. I'd almost rather keep Kepler than Sano. Who's the Archer guy you guys are talking about? He's a really good pitcher for uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. He's 29 years old. He's got a team-friendly contract. Team-friendly, like, super-duper, like, four more years for $8 million a year, which is insane. And he's really good. And he's very good. Um, just, I mean, just wanted to play Archer music. I want to trade for him. I think... I think if we can add him, and then we go get... I think if we would make the Archer trade, I think you're going Cobb or Lynn. I don't think you would get Arietta then, but ideally you would get two out of them four guys out there yet. Man, that sounds like a lot to happen. Baseball starts in two months. But not three of them... Six weeks. Them, Some of them guys... Three of them guys months. are free agents and not signed with anybody, though. They're going to sign somewhere. I don't know. The man. trade is going to be the strangest one to pull off this late in the game. But the other guy, three guys are free agents yet. This offseason has been so weird with like nobody signing anywhere. Everyone was waiting for that U Darvish chip to fall. And now that it has, I think now in these next couple weeks, you're going to see these, you know, four or five decent free agent pitchers that are out there. I mean, the list of free agent pitchers out there yet is ridiculous. I mean, even if we don't this get. This is all free agents. It's a little very weird. It is. I mean, Liriano is out there yet. 
um, D, R, Dickey, R.A. Dickey's out there yet, not to mention the three guys that I already mentioned. Um, <laughs> not to mention them? Well, the you know what I mean. You, the guys you mentioned? I'm just saying, I already mentioned them other three guys. Right. Um, yeah, well, I think we get it. Lincecum, the twins are in on Lincecum, apparently. That's dumb. That is dumb. I'm. It encourages me that, like, if they just said, well, the twins went and saw him pitch and they signed him, but the fact that 17 teams went to go look at him is like, okay, maybe there's something there. They, I did read today that his workout was yesterday. Um, he was thrown consistently uh, 93 to 95, uh, had a lot of movement on the breaking balls. Um I mean, there's nothing to lose if you get him no, for cheap. No, I think, I think, you know, he's definitely not coming in as a starter from what I read. Right, the team, bring him out of the pen. Teams are looking at him as a late inning, you know, two or three inning setup man. So, you know, so if they go out and sign him, I mean, we're getting, you know, you're getting a lot of flack on social media, speaking of, and on our group text about signing, you know, what have they done? What have they done? You know, they signed Addison Reed, who is a legit bullpen guy. He's good. They signed Zach Duke, who is a decent bullpen arm, better than anything we had last year. And then we signed, who's the 40-year-old? Rodney. Rodney. And people are like, oh, we signed a 40-year-old closer. We signed a 40-year-old closer that saved 40 games last year for a playoff team. So Gary Busey in Rookie of the Year, same situation. He was 40. Exactly. They needed him. Exactly. He went up and closed for Henry. Exactly. Okay. So I got faith in this forty-year-old. I guess my point is, is that these people that are out there on Facebook, the Tony Iversons and the Josh Willies of the world <laughs> and the Ryan Goebbels of the world, saying that the Twins haven't done anything this offseason. We bolstered our bullpen, which is huge, though. That was our biggest weakness last year was our bullpen, and we're going to add two pitchers yet, whether it's somebody that comes up from our minor league system oh, yeah. or it's free agents, because we've only got two starting pitchers right now. I'll tell you, you did miss. He is probably going to be guaranteed a rotation spot in the in the Twin, start major league baseball twins. Do you think guaranteed? Well, being that we only have two right now. And the fact that he started like well, he was in the list of like the four guys that were competing for the fourth and fifth spot before we had well, yeah, yeah. So those guys competing for the fourth and fifth spot are basically guaranteed. because Hughes was one of them, and yeah, Hughes is not going to be ready. I guarantee it. You don't think so? Not a chance. I forgot we even had him on the team until about two <laughs> days ago. Yeah, for like two more years, thanks Terry Ryan. Yep, at like fifteen million a year. Yep. Um, All right. So Tim's bored at the baseball talk already. Actually, have some questions for you guys. Sure. Um, all right. So I don't care about baseball, obviously. Sorry. I'll let the grown-ups talk because I know other people do care about it, so I understand. Let it happen. My question to you guys is, baseball is a very long season, 162 games. Then you factor in playoffs and all that. It, it's, a long, it's a long stretch. Sometimes there's 163 games. Whatever. <laughs> On average, how many Twins games do you guys think you actually sit down and watch for more than a half hour? It's changed a lot as I've gotten older. Has that number gone up or down for you? Down. Has it? It used to be around 120, and now it's probably around 30. See, it's more fun to talk about. Like, I don't, I don't watch the NBA, but I like following the Wolves. Like, I don't watch in an... I watch maybe 20 minutes of, like, 10 games all year, and that's it. But I like 
just knowing how we're doing. Right? Um, four or five, well, probably more like in that 2009, 2010, when my kids were younger. Yes. Um, Sports I w- mean a lot to you when you're younger. Sorry. Well, and when my kids were younger, when I had a little more free time, I was watching or listening on the radio to probably 140 to 150 games a year. Like, damn near all of them. That's quite a bit. I mean, every night, uh, the kids would, you know, we'd put the kids to bed at 8 o'clock, and because they were, you know, young. They were little, yeah. And I'd throw the Twins game on TV. and, And we were good. And they were good. You know, is that that uh, like 2001, 2002 era where it was like Brad Radke and Dwayne I'm Hunter talking and, more like 2009. I don't know that. You era. know, probably like solid. That but probably we, we went were on good from, for the whole odds. Yeah, we were good. I, I would say that for me that went on from like 2005, probably until 2000 and. 11, 10, 2011, and now it's it's still. I mean, I still probably. That number now between watching or listening to on the radio is probably more at 100 games a season than... No kidding. Yeah. 100 still quite a bit. That's, that's, that's very good. But, like, but obviously for me, no. baseball is a very good sport to put on the radio if I'm doing other things around the house, around the yard. It's a great radio sport. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not like... Hockey's a better radio sport than it is TV sport. I'll say that too, sorry, if we're talking about radio. I'm not a hockey guy in general, but I think that a lot of hockey people would greatly disagree with you because the people that I talk to that are hockey people tell me, you got to go see a game. you got to watch a game. You're going to love it. It's the, it's the best sport to watch. I can't follow the puck, but I can hear the announcer telling me what's going on. I like that a lot better. Yeah, I... I and hockey, when they say that, they mean watch it in person. In person, that's true. Watching it on TV versus watching it in person is actually a big difference. I, if you don't have HD, especially, oh, good luck. Yeah, right. I'm not a huge hockey fan, but watching the games in person is really cool. Yo, college hockey is by far superior to pro hockey. I don't like, know. It just is as far as like as an audience or a crowd member. I'm not even watching Olympic hockey. No, me either. I'm so pissed that they didn't let the pros go. Gary yeah. Bettman sucks. I don't know any of these names that are in there right now, but I hope that they get pro deals after the Olympics. They won't. There's a okay. word that a lot of them will. There's a lot of there's because there's a lot of uh, well, eventually maybe. There's a, well, there's a lot college there's a, kids. There's right? a few guys that are like former NHL players that are out of the league that are playing in the play in the Olympics. That there's talk that they're actually going to come back and sign with NHL teams after the Olympics are done. I just I think it's dumb because I think once you open that door and allowed the yeah and like could you imagine away. if it like it away if they all of a sudden they're like we're not going to allow NBA players to play in the Olympics anymore be dumb no it's supposed to be the best in the world right and it's like this is the one thing where you put your game on a national audience like this is the one time you can get Americans to care about hockey Gary Bettman and you're like. No, I don't want that exposure. <laughs> well, it's weird too when you say I do like, want the, anyone to care about our players at all. It's funny you brought up the NBA players not being able to play, but every time I turn on the Summer Olympics, there's just people running around a track. They don't show the NBA things like it. I feel like it's not in prime time anymore. Yeah, Joe, it's, it's hard for me to find it. Joe I, I asked me today. 
What's, what do you like better, the Winter Olympics or the oh Summer Olympics? Please. Winter by far. Oh, my God. I love the Winter Olympics. The Winter Olympics is the redheaded stepchild of the Olympics. Oh, I love the Winter Olympics. Which is fitting Olympics. because the redheaded snowboarder is the only one that wins gold medals. Well, and I couldn't, States. I honestly couldn't answer it because... Winter is so much better. Because it's, Winter win- Olympics is so bad. No, because you actually... Curling? Are you kidding me? It's dumb. It's a fucking bar game. Ugh. No, I, I watch... But I like watching the snowboarding. Bowling isn't I like watching... Corey talk. <laughs> Go ahead. I have feelings about the goddamn Winter Olympics. They suck. No, they don't. Summer Olympics are the true... Like, who can run the fastest, who can jump the highest, who can swim the fastest. Although I do think the different strokes in swimming is stupid. Um, but it's like basic human athletic abilities. And fucking... In the Winter Olympics, what we got people racing down uh, a track, <laughs> apparently two at a time on a guy. Well, if you cared sled. about if you cared about figure skating, that's we got, pretty hardcore. That's like gymnastics. And so, and so is snowboarding. It's like gymnastics with a board attached to your feet. No. Yes. You, no. How many times can we flip around in the air? No, it's not. Yes, it is. Talking about like all the tricks look exactly the same. No, they don't. Yes, they do. You don't understand the like the intricacies of what these guys are doing. Like, do you know what switch foot means? I don't. Exactly. And I don't care to. They're a Christian rock band. <laughs> uh, okay, so if you were to go snowboarding today, you would put a certain foot forward. That would be your dominant foot, right? Yeah. These like, guys are doing... They're going fakie. Yeah, exactly. That's what switch is. Riding switch... <laughs> Why did you call it fakie, then? ...means riding backwards. Like, these announcers are horseshit. They don't explain it to the common man what these guys are doing, because these guys are spinning four spins going switch, which is basically like doing a nollie, and then just, like, spinning four times in the air back-to-back, which is insane, because carrying that momentum and pumping yourself back up after that big of a spin is one of the most difficult things you could do. Like, these guys' knees are crushed after one run, and they only get, like, a 20-minute break, and they have to go again. How about, how are that Japanese dude's knees after that <laughs> crash that he had the other night? Did he even get a third run? I think he went home. I think he was done. I think he, oh, went home. he was done, that man. Was he was not riding again. That me out when I saw that. I understand. Well, he was did, never going to compete with the show? American hero, Sean White. Anyway. How much? Shut up. How much did they show on the NBC feed? Because I was watching the app, and they were just hardcore zoomed in on this guy. Like, there, he was just they like... They showed uh, it like three or four times. Yeah, and they showed like the stretcher coming out and stuff, but they took him to commercial. Like, See, that's the thing. They didn't have commercials on the app. And what the reason I chose the app was because the night before, I was watching qualifying, and they showed the first round, and then they cut to something else, and I'm like, oh, well, maybe they're all pausing because i knew it was live no they did the entire second round while and then they cut back for the third round i'm like are you kidding me right now like i missed an entire round and watched figure skating and i'm like okay so if you go to the app and just choose snowboarding then you're gonna watch the entire snowboarding feed and but you get different announcers you get a british guy I mean, I'm mostly doing this to get a rise of you. So you I mean, it's fun to watch. It's also great to watch that you can almost, like, smell the weed through the TV when you're watching the snowboarders. That red kid, like, he... That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, that's what... Sean White is anti-that. Half of them are, like, 
pulling out their phones, like they're like about to do their like Olympic medal run, and they're like, cool, "I got you." That's because they're got putting your, their music on. I got you. No, no, they're like, checking their headphones. They're tweeting too. Yeah, they're they're like, tweeting. Like, yeah, I gotta put out a sick tweet before well, they I said make, that make Chloe, this run. That Chloe Kim was like <laughs> right before cream. her final run. No, she. I was talking about a sandwich. Yeah, I should have finished sandwich. my sandwich this morning because now I'm super hungry or something. And then it was like in the middle of like in between her second and third round, she's like, "God, I want ice cream right now." Our I'm assuming that Olympic athletes are tested for weed, not just for like yes, performance and, um, enhancing. I believe it was my hero Danny Cass who got busted for weed in the second Olympics that allowed snowboarding. You just gotta get a whizinator. So it's 2002, I believe. Um, yeah, because 98 was the first one they had men's half pipe. It wasn't even super pipe. It was just half pipe. Um, yeah. And he got in trouble for weed, and I'm like, that's the dumbest thing ever. Like, he's a snowboarder. There's no reason. Like, snowboarders, they should penalize for not smoking weed. <laughs> right, like, Sean White should have all the... Oh, you're clean. You're out of here. <laughs> it's it's such part of... It's just part of the culture. They should make them smoke a joint before they go down. <laughs> like, you know, snowboarding was created in the United States. I mean, and then, and then it became as soon... Like, it was created on the East Coast, but quickly made its way to the West Coast, where it was accepted right away. People were not allowed to ride snowboards on the hills. They were banned up until, like, the early 90s, late 80s. Like, you weren't allowed to bring a snowboard onto a ski hill. And, like, thank God for Jake Burton for, like, normalizing it and Tom Sims. Um, How come they don't, like, race do downhill races on snowboards? They do. Uh, they do. It's called border cross, and that's the one thing I don't give a shit about. That's mm. just turning snowboarding into a jock sport. Mm. It's boring. It's like, that's not for me. It's just, how fast can we race? Like, I'd rather watch the skiers. And now there's that, one more snowboarding event coming up yet, right? Big Air. And I don't know if Border Cross happened or not. But Big, Big Air, Air is... Big Air just, like, one the coolest trick you can do? Did you ever see the mega ramp at the X Games where it's, a, like, an 80-foot drop-in to, like, a 40-foot ramp, and you gap, like, 70 feet, and then you hit a quarter pipe right at the end? That's what Big Air is. So you so do they'll one get like, trick. It's like the Hot Wheels track. They'll get, like, two trick right. opportunities. I'm not sure if snowboarding has that bottom quarter pipe or not. Okay. I feel like it's hit the landing and then just start slowing down as soon as you land. I think that's what they do. I'm not 100% sure. But, yeah, that one isn't as exciting to watch as slope style or half pipe. Which, by the way, slope style for women's snowboarding was bullshit. They should yeah, not have been I riding. I about that. I didn't see it. But that's why I was saying I could have ranked in the top 15 because it looked like these women, except for the top five, we're just trying to hang on and not fall and not die. They were going off the off the jumps and not doing a trick. Yeah, their, like the their th- trick was to land straight air. I watched the whole <laughs> thing and like the third or fourth girl to go, like hit the like where where the ramp start or the landing. They called it like a some sort of hump or something, uh, like a hip or the Wu Tang or what are you talking about? Uh, lovely lady hump. So she came off the big jump and like is supposed to land on the down. Yep. Side. She and, cased and she, it. She hit like right. She where cased the, it. On yep. the knuckle. Yeah. That's what you call on the that. Knuckle. That's what they were calling it. That's called. Yeah. You case your landing when you come up short. And biffed it big time. Obviously. She didn't stop it. And like after that, a lot of them girls like they got to that last jump, and they would just like, yep, not doing it, and they would just go around it. <laughs> One girl. I'm sure. Like when they up, saw no. her, they were like, "Fuck this." One girl went up. The the jump and the wind pushed her back. She didn't yeah, even, I saw it. was crazy. She didn't even get past the lip. It like completely stopped her, or she realized maybe she slowed herself down, realizing like, oh shit, I'm not going fast enough because this wind it really slowed me down. She went for it, 
And I mean, like, props to Jamie Anderson for winning it because it seems like that's freestyle snowboarding is the only thing that the U.S. seem to be crushing. And and I thought we were underdogs. We have winners across women and men's. I think everything so far. I don't know about. I mean, I don't know when Big Air is. It might have already happened. No, that's like the final. Like they're hyping that as like that's the final. Half pipe should have been the main event. The super pipe thing. Yeah. And seeing this big air thing is going to be like the final televised event, like the last thing before the last night, and then like closing ceremonies are the next night. So it's like the the premier closing event of the ceremonies, basically. Okay. We still got like a full another week of this shit, right? All next week yet. Yeah, it's interrupting our TV schedule. Like we're fully caught up on everything. We're looking forward to new episodes of like The Good Place and Superstore. No, not coming. Hey Fox, are you going to compete? Nope, no new Simpsons. Here's my big thing with, like, all the races. I mean, obviously, we've talked about luge, and it's stupid, and bobsled, and skiing, even. <clears throat> Watching a race where one person goes at a time is the stupidest thing. Time trials you don't like? It's dumb. Well, they got a luge. They should do two luges side by side on a track. Well, okay. That would be fantastic. That would be awesome. That would be fantastic. Or how about just, like, use some technology and, like, superimpose... They've done that before. All at once. Ghost. Be like, the ghost. here is the luge event. Yeah, the ghost. <laughs> there it is. Hologram them all together. Ghost and it, runners. And it'd be funny if one guy crashes, and all of a sudden there's one that stays. Yeah. You lose the red loop. <laughs> and so, like, it takes, you know, three minutes to watch the luge event because they do it all at once. Yeah. I don't I need to see people luge and be a half second off, like, for 45 minutes straight. Or ski down a hill for 45 minutes straight that are, like, within two seconds of each I'll other. I'll pretend to give a shit if it's Team USA and I think we got a contender like Lindsey Vaughn. I'll say, fuck yeah, let's watch it. How about that it. Michaela girl? She won. Didn't watch anything. I don't she know won. what you're talking about. So, I got a question. You were talking about the announcers for snowboarding you said were shit. I had, um, I believe, I think I had Todd Richards and some British or Who's New Todd Zealand Richards? Guy, uh, snowboarder. Okay. Former, like, his, his prime time would have been in the 90s. And that's what I was going to ask is, like, because on downhill skiing now, um, they Bodie have Miller. Bodie Miller. I mean, he's terrible. Who, he's got just as many gold medals as I do. Same era. Sorry, right. Sorry, Todd Richards right. would have been that era. And and on, um, on the figure skating the other night, they had Johnny Weir and Tara Lipinski. Is that who was on there? Yeah, oh, that makes they're good. Tara Lipinski's good, right? I mean, she's right. Good That's rider. what I'm asking. So, and they'll actually call people out. They'll be like, thought, "Uh, this run kind of sucks right now." Whatever. I thought you were about to say Michelle Kwan. No. So, my question <laughs> is: in uh, 2022, do we have Sean White in the? No. In the Sean White booth? cares too much about himself. He'll never do anything. He'll never give back like this. You don't think he would be in the booth to get his insight and make a few bucks? I don't think so. I think he's going to be... Or do you think he'll be competing in four years yet? I think he will compete in four years. I think it'll be his last one next next time. Um, I really do. I think do it the... again? Oh, my God. Because I think if this would have been his last, he would have announced it. Because is, is he in big air? No. He he's does... only half pipe. Okay. <laughs> I I think he's coming back, which sucks. But, I mean... He's an American treasure. I, I thought it was pretty funny. Well, I have something to do with that too, but iPod didn't get even get to defend his title because he hurt himself at X Games. Because Sean White was too pussy to compete at X Games. Because he's about representing America, not himself. And the kid who got second place, who who I said should have got first because his run was better, he won gold at X Games. 
the oh, Japanese kid. Shit, that kid was like five three. Um, I thought it was funny. I didn't know about um, Sean White's sexual harassment stuff until you brought it up, like either last week or two weeks ago. Two A couple weeks, weeks ago. ago with Travis on the phone. Which really, like, we're talking we're, when Corey and I talk. Like we love Sean White. Really, we're just trying to make him mad. Right. Actually, after you brought that up, I really think he's a piece of trash. But, but I thought it was but really it's fun funny. to get Tim going. Yes, it's that's what the goal oh, is. And sorry, I'll cut you off quick. By the way, uh, two people run the Twitter account: me and Corey for Pilsner <laughs> Podcast. Okay, continue. Uh, so before they did the Superpipe thing, they did a sit-down pre-recorded interview with Mike Tirico and Sean White. Uh, Mike Tirico also accused of sexual harassment. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's just this... gossip, though. But still accused. No, no, no I'm saying that. Do you know what Sean White said when uh, he had his post-game interview, press conference? They asked him about that, and he said, I'm here to talk about snowboarding, not about that gossip. Oh, God. And he's, he's, what a loser. And he apologized for using that term the next day. Right, but, but I'm so glad that somebody brought it up because now it's back in the limelight. Right. That should so, have been a main story. It wasn't a story. Well, how about for Tariqo, too? It's like, is this so when people get accused of this stuff, is it really going to affect them? Apparently not. Like, no. If you're the best and the best. And okay, and then going back to the American hero part, when he won the fucking medal, he started dragging the flag all over the goddamn ground. <laughs> Pictures available at Pilsner Podcast on Twitter, at Pilsner Podcast. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is going on, Sean White? Yeah. <laughs> but he's he's a treasure. Piece of trash. I hate that guy so much. And remember, everything was alleged. He was found of no wrongdoing. No, he settled. Yeah. He, he paid that girl off. But they, he paid her, but there was no fi- there was no findings of any wrongdoing, so he just paid her. <laughs> right. So it, obviously he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Because man. when if you do nothing wrong, you whip out your paycheck. And then you get to become and, the president. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling when we were at the tattoo shop last night, I was, we were talking about Sean White, and I was telling him, telling the guy about, he's like, what did he do with this sexual harassment thing? I'm like, oh, he was sending some girl poop porn. <laughs> it's more than that, but yeah, this is just the gist of it, I guess. That's the simple uh, description. <laughs> he was like telling her, like, you know, I did not tell you that it was okay to get your hair cut. Like, he was telling this girl, like, it is absolutely not okay that you're not wearing these provocative outfits because she wore a sweater to a gig once. Right. He's like, you need to be wearing things like this. And she showed all the texts, and he, he gave, like, 20 examples through pictures he found on Google of, like, chicks wearing, like, nothing. And then top. he was like, you need to drink some Mountain Dews, baby. That was actually hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> that was when he was 19, though. He was just a little kid. <laughs> I love that clip. Let's play that clip. Let's play that clip. I, it's kind of resurfaced. I didn't. I didn't even I didn't, know about. I that. didn't know about it either. And then it resurfaced after he won the gold medal here, and it is actually hilarious. Oh my god, that made me laugh so hard when you sent that. Uh, here surpri- it is. I'm surprised you didn't have that queued up this week. Oh, no, because I just don't like the guy. But this is hilarious. Seen uh, the games and and they. Here's the gist of it. Uh, he had just won as a 19 year old gold in X Games for something, and he's being interviewed on Good Morning America. Seeing the, the games and, and they were just so excited to see me and they're like, you have the gold and, and I mean I had like I had unlimited like service after that. I was getting drinks and I was getting <laughs> snacks and I mean I was taking photos in the back with all the all the students. It was fun. Wait a minute, drinks, you're nineteen years old. Yeah, I'm talking about Mountain Dews, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah. 
I'm talking about Mountain Dews, baby. He had that shit queued up in the I, back of his hand. That was his go-to joke. He I, knew that was going to happen. That's funny. Yeah, I did have one person defend him that I saw with the defense that um, if this girl was in the band, like, it was maybe he, she was, like, one of the guys, and, like, she he just was, like, sending those poop porn texts to, like, Everybody, right. just like you know, college buddies will share that stuff with. Oh, definitely. Oh, hey, Andy, check this out. You know, the forcing her individually. To, is she, he's accused of forcing to sit her down and like watch it just with her, and then he dug his hands in his pants, in his asshole, and then like made her sniff it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's where I, I, I understand what you're saying. That's crossing the line. Yeah, it's just I don't <laughs> see any, <laughs> any way to defend the guy. You didn't do that with your buddies in college. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. But not with a female, right? He probably I, just didn't I know how to like hit on a girl, and he was like, "Yeah, because he's like so deprived." She'll like, love this. I've heard that, like, honestly, he like no, like normal human interaction, right? Like, I've heard. Okay, so you know how difficult smell he my to work stench, with. my musk. <laughs> so he's on Burton, right? And Burton's like the biggest snowboard company in the world. Okay, I'm just gonna keep going here. Yeah, we're and listening. So somebody like actually asked. I don't know what organization, like, it, it might have been Transworld Magazine, it might have been Snowboarder, I don't know who, but they asked some of the Burton guys, like, they were doing the Burton interview, it was, what do you guys think about Sean White? And they said, well, we've never met him. And he's He's born. like the poster boy of the company. Like I said, Jake Burton, the guy who founded Burton and created the snowboard, um, he has asked Sean in the past, like, you know, like, can we get a video part from you? And he's like, no. We gotta train, gotta train, and he's like, "Well, we want to sell a video part, which in turns, when you see the sick Burton video, because they have millions of dollars, they'll have a great production value. It'll be a sick video. We're gonna sell a shit little product." Yeah, I gotta train for X Games. Um, X Games are coming up. I gotta train. I don't have time to film a video. Take a year off. So then, is he that? I mean, obviously, he's the he biggest. He doesn't do street rails. Like he's he's dumb. He he won't go like and people like set up these sweet like guerrilla operations where you go out and you film at 2 a.m. because you know there's gonna there won't be a security guard there that night and you know like you just you film cool street rails and you know you set up and you, I don't know like that's that's the shit is that's he still cool. like skateboard I don't know like I don't think so I would doubt it at this point in his age I mean I, I seen that he was talking about skateboarding in the summer olympics I mean, in two years, but I mean, is he's not active on like what is it like the do tour or something like that? No, he he's not, and I couldn't see that happening because that would be too much of a risk to a snowboard at, at does, his age. Does he compete in the X Games? No, for he did. Skateboarding? He did, but he I would out. I would think that he would be too old. Okay, you know, like, and he knows his limitations. Like, let's just you know, got a couple years left. Let's focus on snowboarding because you can get a lot of hurt in skateboarding, and he's. Obviously, like a single, like by the time Tony Hawk was his age, Tony Hawk kind of had the. I think Tony had an ex-wife at this point. Right, that's what I'm saying. Tony Hawk kind of had the family man I persona. Think he had Riley at this point already. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, this is making me think about this right now. So Tony Hawk has a son named Riley. Yeah. And Riley is a professional skateboarder, but he's trying to not be like known as Tony Hawk's son. So Good he, luck. 
Well, he's been, you know, he worked his way onto a team that's not associated with Tony Hawk at all. Like he's trying to be, you know, his own independent thing, but he's not going to go as far as changing his name or anything. So, um, Baker Skateboard sponsored, uh, they sponsored Riley and Tony is on, he created Birdhouse Skateboards. So Birdhouse, uh, did this thing where um, they made a graphic where Baker is known as these, um, you know, those like murder notes, those like uh, ransom notes where they have like cut up pictures. And, Out of like a newspaper letters, or magazine, like, something we like have that. Yeah. In it. Okay. So what they do is they take the block letters um, and it, they spell out Baker with like a black square and then just a white letter and it's just a bunch of different squares, you know, and that's their signature font. Like that's what Baker does. Well, Birdhouse went out and made the exact same font, only uh, they just wrote Riley's dad. <laughs> and that was Tony Hawk Pro Model for a year. Nice. <laughs> That's the type of shit I love. Like He's like trying to do his own thing, and he's just still in, like, dad joke time. Here we go. Here his you dad, go, art his, department. His dad's trolling him. <laughs> <laughs> That's <Yeah>. hilarious. <laughs> so... So you don't think that uh, Sean White will be? Do you, but do you think it would help the commentary if they brought in a better known name? But is there another better known name? Oh no, I think that the commentary is fine the way it is. You get like um, you could tap like Sal from the X Games. He was like a MTV VJ. He's turned himself into a pretty good X Games guy. He's good. Um, uh, there's is it Pat Parnell? I think is the guy's name. He's like the regular guy for. X games and stuff. He does. I, th- I feel like he's on the Olympics too. He's he's good. Um, yeah, there's. I don't know. The announcing isn't that bad. It's just they do. They're used to a local audience, not a person who's never doesn't know anything about snowboarding. Right. And they went out of their way to explain tricks this year and like explain stances and explain because I w- they were like. And he's grabbing a mute grab, which is like, and he'd be like, named after deaf skateboarder, blah, blah, blah. And they, like, they go back to the trick's origins. Okay. Yeah, they were. Like, they're like, it's called a method error because that's the method you get high. It looks like you're going higher. That's what mm-hmm. Method Man did when he skateboarded <laughs> in his 1999 video. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that they had sensors on their legs. Yep. So that the judges knew how how high they were going and how many rotations they were actually doing. Yeah. Is that normal? That I couldn't tell you. Okay. But I like that more than, like, anything else. Like, um, just the idea of just, like, a digital, you know, on the screen. Right. So they were doing, what is it, 1440s? Is that the big? Yeah, that's, that's four spins. So that's four spins this way, not four, like, flips. Yeah. Okay. It's it's uh just like a regular spin, you know. Like a, a pirouette. Yeah, yes. it's not like an off-axis thing, which I personally, I, I like the off-axis tricks. I think they look cooler, like McTwist, where they go upside down. It's like inverted 540s right. look cooler to me than just a guy hawking himself four times in the air. Like, I don't care about that as much as like a guy who's about to go upside down and curl himself all the way around. I think they should have a long jump. What's where they just see who can like jump the farthest on the ramp. Can you do like on the pipe? Can you do a four forty <laughs> tip? <laughs> what are 
are you talking about? <laughs> can you do a 720? What are you talking about? Can you do a 180? Can you do a 360? I do a 360. Okay. We're about capped there. I so I was I wanted to start high and work down. I'd, I haven't uh, I haven't done a 360 in about three years actually. So no, I probably can't do a 360. How uh, how big of a pipe do you go on? Like what do they have at Cato? There's no half pipe. There isn't. So you're just I've never ridden in a half pipe. Before, okay. Ever. I've, I would like to try it. There's a lot of um, hills within two hours of here that have a basic half pipe, not a super pipe, meaning okay. the, the walls are like 12 feet tall, okay. not 18, not okay. 22. Okay. It's a good learner one. I'd like to try because I can, I can pump a big ramp on a skateboard. I have no problem pumping like What's a, the biggest ramp you've been on on a skateboard? A vert ramp, a full 12-foot okay. vert ramp, but... I didn't do anything. Like, I can't jump out of it. Okay. You just hit the pipe on top, the coping. And, you know, you just grind around a little bit, you know, tap your board on top, and you pump it back and forth. It's a different animal, if especially when you're used to riding the, the you know, three- or four-foot ramp in town here. <laughs> I, uh, I'll i be honest, the first time I hit a vert ramp, I started on the bottom. I didn't drop in. Just to kind of get a feel for it? Yeah, before I dropped in, I went up top, I climbed the steps, and I go, nope. <laughs> I grabbed my board, and I just slid down, and I started on the bottom and just got used to... Because there is... And that can't vert, be uncommon. No, I, I would assume not. Vert means straight up and down. So, like, the ramp I was on had, I think, three feet of vert. I'm like, yeah. the fuck if I'm dropping in? Because you know I'll get launched in the air, and I don't know what to do. You'll and be I'm, like when Big Black hit the <laughs> right. hit the drop. Yeah. All right, and, uh, exactly, and I'm only wearing a helmet. I don't, I'm like, I want, like, a full body suit if I'm going to just from the get-go drop in. I eventually did drop in, but it took me a while, because, like, then I could learn to, like, can just you got to pump sideways, you know. So, so what you, is your most accomplished, like, what's the trick that you're most, like, proud of, like, oh, I nailed that one? On a snowboard or on a skateboard? Oh, um, definitely on a snowboard. Um, just being able to... I can't do it consistently. It would take me, like, two days now to learn it. But when I was younger, I could... Uh, at, there was one point where I could spin into a rail and spin off of it. And okay. that, was, that was a big deal for me because that is very difficult to do. I, could, I probably couldn't do it today. Like, you know, I don't ride that often anymore. But there were times where I could, like, you spin, like, a 270 on which is like a 180, and then you end up sideways. So it's a little bit past the yep. 180. And then I would jump the other way back and then land switch, and then you just you know spin out once you're on the ground. That's pretty much it. Did you ever get a ski rope and pull your snowboard behind a snowmobile? May have done that, yeah. And how come that is not an Olympic sport? That is, that's, um, I'll be honest, we did that in Springfield one time after, you know, uh, former caller Travis Lang. Yep. One time it, we got dumped on in town. We were all really young then too. I think he was still in high school actually. Um, cause he's like three or four years older than me. Um, we hitched to the back of his truck and just drove through the city streets and it was a blast. Like we were driving on like five feet of or five inches of snow, and so you didn't feel the asphalt underneath you, and as long as you didn't fall, you were fine, and we yeah. never fell. But when it got to be my turn to drive, like he was really good at it, I would hop in, and he's like screaming at me, and I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Don't go thirty miles an hour." <laughs> like, oh, got it. <laughs> He's like, I'm hanging on for dear life back here. Like, if I fall, I'm going to hurt myself because it's asphalt. And then 
I'm doing side streets, but I'm looking back. I'm slowing down. All of a sudden, we hit the highway, like crossing the highway, and I just stop and I like put it in park. I'm like, just, just get up your hop in. Like, wh- I, I ended up on the highway. I'm sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in my younger days, I'm debating on if I want to tell this story. Statute of limitations, Ben. No, nothing illegal, but I have my kids might listen, and I don't want to give them any ideas, but um, what the hell. Um, we used to, I lived on a farm place with some buddies when we were like 19, 18, 19 years old, and we used to, we had, there was a, a series of old vehicles in the grove, so we would go out and take a hood off of a car in the grove Yeah. and tie the rope to the back of the car. Just like tubing. And ride it up and down this driveway mm-hmm. at about 50 miles an hour, 60 miles an hour. Um, many injuries were had between being swung out into the pine trees. Um, I'd advise one night we were doing it, and we had had, it had warmed up to like 40 degrees and then refroze. So the snow had this nice layer of crusty ice on top of it. Yep. Um, made for some very fast. Uh, sliding, mm-hmm. but when you wiped out, it made for some very gnarly gashes in foreheads and arms. And Growing up, we had a four-wheeler, and we would tie a sled to the back of it, and that's we'd do that up and down. Well, yeah, a sled is one thing. We were doing a car hood behind a car. Right. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> we'd, we would go into a plowed field. The four-wheeler would be fine, and all of a sudden, you'd be sliding around like a tube would, just yep. shh. You know, past when they're turning right, you're taking a hard yeah. right, and and then you're just rolling over oh, yeah. every single time. I got uh, ran over by a sled as a kid, or got caught by the ski of the snowmobile on my eyebrow when I was a kid doing that. Uh, I believe it was my mom's cousins were pulling me around. I was three or four years old. Three or four, Jesus. Dumped me and... and uh, fuck Corey, he's got to learn sometime. Got clipped by the ski. I'm guessing you probably weren't going like 50 miles an hour back then. At that time, no. No. <laughs> no. Oh, and recently, uh, I went tubing behind a boat because I love doing it and I never get the opportunity to, as recently as last summer. And the guy driving, just because I'm like an adult, is like, oh, yeah, fuck this guy. And he decides to make it not fun and just drives in circles as fast as he can. I'm like, why? Well, that's... <laughs> just let me, come on. You're an adult tubing. He, he had every right to do that. Oh, it's not. No, like it tubing is. fun. Just like, I... he just, it's just, oh, I'm jumping into the, you know, just like hanging off the edge. Right. And then you're... You do that after like a couple minutes. You know, you give him. No, he did it the entire time that's until I let go. As the driver, like, yeah. etiquette wise. Yeah. Like, you give a person a ride, and then after a couple minutes, you're like, okay, now I'm going to do it in circles until he dies. Right. But you at least give a guy, like, a little bit of a ride first. You would think so. And yes. it, it was at Lake Mary, which has, like, a giant lake to go to. He stayed in the one pocket where, like, you know, because you're on, like, a big chain. He okay. stayed in our little pond and just did circles in front of everyone that we were with. I'm like, come do you wanna, on. Do you want to name names? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> he knows who he is if he's listening, right? Yeah. Where is Lake Mary? It's in Alexandria. Okay. It, uh, yeah, so he knocked me off, and I'm just like, ah, all right, yeah, I'll go again, sure, and I go again, and I'm just like, I'm in so much pain, and yeah. <laughs> I have to get back on, and you still have to, because it's his boat, you're like, thanks for the ride, man, yeah. like, I only said his name, I'm like, thank you, that was fun, he's like, <laughs> I'm like, 
Andy, my, would you get on a tube at this point in your life? I would get on a tube. I would no longer get on my wakeboard. Yeah, I don't even know if I'd get on a tube anymore. I wouldn't get on... I, I don't know if I'd get on skis. Well, I have an idea for a bet this week. Um, so, we're doing Fantasy NASCAR this year. Giggity, giggity, giggity. Let's go racing, boys. Boogity, boogity, giggity, giggity. Giggity, giggity, giggity. Let's go racing. Girls, we've, um, we've got a few people that have actually uh, signed up. Signed up, yeah. Really? That's not since who? I. Yeah, because there was only me and you when I signed oh, up. I, uh, we're at least up to two more, so there's at least five of us in there. Oh, I, I, got, can, I can pull somebody else this weekend then. I got one more person that was like messaging me on Twitter because they couldn't figure out how to get signed in. Yeah, because it's confusing. stupid. It is and, You and, have to do it on a computer. Yes. I did it on a computer. And the key is, is even if you hit the link from uh, the invite from us, you still have to log in before you're able to right. create a team, which is it's dumb. But um, So we've got a few people signed up. So what? And I agreed that we're going to give away a prize to the highest scoring uh, listener. Sure. We'll give away a hoodie. Yeah. We'll give so. away a sweatshirt. Um, so we'll give away a sweatshirt. Is my at the brother end of one year. of them? No. But for week to week between the three of us, we're going to pretend like it's fantasy football. Exactly. Again. And the, the one biggest loser has to do something that the other two decide, right? Okay. Okay. I was thinking for this week because it's Daytona 500. Um, you know, we're all starting off at zero. Yep. Let's say that between the three of us, the person who scores the lowest has to watch the entire race next week in its entirety. So the fall, the, week, the race after. Yeah, week two. So the loser of week one will have to watch all of week two, which is like a four-hour thing. And you're not allowed to be on your phone. You can drink, but you can't be on your phone. You have to watch it. No, because you want us to live tweet it. When is, so this coming weekend is in like three days is Daytona. Yeah. And then so like the 20th. Every Sunday for the next foreseeable future. So then like future. the 25th, can't do it. Okay, it was just a thought. I mean, that's a good thought. Why can't you do it? I'm going to be driving to New Mexico. I'll listen to it on. on that's the, actually, a, yeah, I like that idea <laughs> yes. too. You have to listen, listen to, to it, it on the radio. Yeah, okay. that's fine too. That counts for you. Okay, if, if you, you guys, lose. if you guys if are you fine, lose. if you guys are fine with me losing, I'll listen to it. Um, I'll do it except for the. I want the phone because I will like live tweet. Okay, I just don't want like games and texting and all that shit. Live I mean, tweeting is fine, but you know what I mean. Like, I want someone to be punished, not like because I can get Grand Theft Auto on my phone. You know what I mean? That's yeah, fun. I don't do that shit. Okay, I okay, whatever. I don't do fun things on my phone. Yeah. You just have a thousand dollar phone for texting and tweeting. I can like take <laughs> some dope pictures and that's it. Make like emojis move with my face. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so fucking amazing. Don't worry, I'm getting that phone too. Uh, <laughs> it'll run Grand Theft Auto really smoothly. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait till I win because I'm picking punishments. I need each of you to lose once because I'm, it's going to be a joint punishment that you two will do together. Okay, that's I fine. I can't wait. I mean, yeah, whatever. Uh, and it has to happen before the first weekend in April. I'm going to throw this out there too. Um, you know, CrossFit seems to be a big thing these days, and Corey and I have to walk a 5K. Run. Oh, no. Cool. 
Corey has to eat three cheeseburgers before he runs it. <laughs> I'm not eating three cheeseburgers. I forgot about that. That's right. You do. Um, I think I'm not forgetting about it. I think the agreement was a double cheeseburger. I don't think it was three <laughs> cheeseburgers. Find the, just find the biggest one you can find yeah, for five guys. <laughs> Go to five guys burgers. Um, I'm going to throw this out there just on the off chance that this exists. Um, if there's any like hard CrossFitters out there, I would legitimately walk. And if you can... Walk this race on your hands. I would like to see who would win between like a really in shape CrossFitter who's like they're known for walking on their hands. Yeah, yeah. you have a cousin that did a parade route walking on his hands. I wonder if he I could do? still do it. <laughs> because I just know that I am gonna like a race between so the CrossFitter on his hands and then just versus walking. Tim walking. Who would win? Oh, for a five k? Yeah, it's three point one miles. I know how exactly how far it is. He didn't, and neither did I, and I have confirmed it. It is 3.1 miles. 3.125. That's fair enough. I said it was about three miles. I would like to see that. Uh, if anybody is interested, I mean, why any just ask out me? there, I'm just going to say... Uh, you were here. There's no way that he... If there are anybody, if there is anybody interested, I will pay your entry fee, and I'll, I'll get you a Pilsner Podcast gear kit. We'll get you t-shirts and all that stuff. <laughs> There's, I just I'm trying to think of the pot. I don't think it's possible. It's possible. Three miles. Sure it is. Sure it is. To beat somebody on their feet. Oh, I thought you were just saying to do the entire oh, fuck. route. I'll even give them a ten minute head start. I'll wait. Oh, I mean, it's definitely possible to do it. No, for real. Like, you would I give just, them a ten minute head start, and then I'll actually try to jog it. I won't run it, but I'll jog it, and I'll see if I can catch up. Because ten minutes, that's that's at least a mile. On your hands? I think so. I don't uh, think so. I think so. I don't think it's ten. I don't I'll, think it's. I would. I would argue. I don't think you can do that on your feet. Ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, if I tried and trained, I probably could do a ten-minute mile. I would argue that if you're good enough to go a mile on your hands, you're probably good enough to do it in ten minutes. Mile on, mile off, mile back on. We'll say that. Mile on your hands, mile off your hands, mile back on your hands. You think there's like special like hand walking gloves? Probably. I'm sure. It's gotta be, right? I mean, CrossFit is so fucking huge right now. I mean, (laughs) they do like handstand push ups, they do walking on their hands. Like, I I don't know if you like look up any CrossFit YouTube videos. So the average walking speed for an average human being is 3.1 miles per hour. So we should get this so, thing, this shit done. If we don't get it done in less than an hour, we're terrible. So if we beats. were, if we're walking it, we should have it done, give or take, in about an hour. You guys are running. No, we we throughout this entire event specified. We were very clear that we don't have to run it. We can just we just have to do it. I'm willing to do like a jog. I don't know if my ass. I mean, Corey, you do whatever you want. I, th- I think the loser should have to do something really bad. Like him and I race against each other yes. and the loser has to do... Fuck mm. that. No. <laughs> no, because this only benefits you, mastermind. <laughs> Pop it, master. I'm the one here. who won the, the weight loss challenge. I can make rules. I know. I got second. And he's had to eat double cheeseburger before. You don't get to make rules. We've made the rules. This I'm going to be a on a clean thing. diet by then, so this I don't know if I'll be able to. This is a new thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you get it. Like yes, The, the worst that could happen is you can pick what t-shirt we wear. I'm adding new things. No, you're not. That's not how it works. You know that. 
No, the worst that can happen is you can make us wear like a Donald Trump shirt. Or, Corey, I'm a foodie. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I can't wait. Let's take five. I got to pee. Just the blockheadedness of some people fucking blows my mind. We're on. That's fine. I don't have a problem saying that. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Yeah. The fucking density. Okay. So we are back on the air. And I just watched a 30 for 30 on the XFL. And, of course, anyone who watches a 30 for 30 becomes an expert immediately on said subject. And um, we have the XFL coming back in 2020, I believe. Anybody? No? Okay. I'm listening. Supposedly, it's... It's, it's a very different XFL. But what I learned was that the when the original XFL was announced, they announced it, said it was coming a year later, and all they had was a logo. So they got their shit together. Within did, a year. So it. I feel like it's it's possible now, so I would don't doubt them. It probably will be here in two years. Here's where I think... Um, I think it'll it'll actually take off this time. All right, if they're not dumb, they will play in the spring, right? That's the plan. Okay. I think if they're not, like, here's where I think it could work. I'm excited because I think that, I don't know, it would just it would just really fuck up NCAA because I feel like that's where what they need to do is just pay the younger players, okay? Because NCAA doesn't pay their players, and that's ridiculous. I don't like that at all, and I feel like that's where they're going to win people over. Is You think they're going to just draw the high school kids? You, no, I think that they're going to draw, you know, you're going to go to Texas A&M for a year, and then you're going to play a year in the XFL, and you're going to get paid small, and then you're going to get your big contract, your rookie contract in the NFL. I think there's age limits, though. No, I did not know For the that. NFL, right? I think they got to wait until after their – they can come out after their freshman year, can't they? No. Or is it well, after their – I think it's 20. Okay. You have to turn 20 by a certain point. Okay. Which is, I mean... After their... 18-year senior, 19-year freshman, 20-year sophomore. Yeah, so, I mean, like... I don't, okay, that, regardless. Don't quote me on that rule. Like, that is... Right. I could be wrong. So... But I think there is an age weird I think thing. it's after their junior year, because you hear about guys for going their, their senior year, but you don't very often hear them... Foregoing their junior and senior year. It's if they were red-shirted. Right. They forego their... Right, Exactly. Okay, so, well... That's where, like, the age thing comes in. And I think if that was going to come into play, then it would almost have to be having an affiliation with the NFL as a minor league sort of league. And the NFL doesn't need that. They've got the college football as their minor leagues. Well, I just... I like the idea of professional professional spring league ball because we can play fantasy football year-round, right? Um, What... I saw like on I don't the know, man doing fantasy XFL is like doing a March Madness for the women's side of the bracket. <laughs> just Ouch, give it a couple Corey. of years. Ouch. Just give it a couple of years. I'm just saying it just uh, doesn't happen. It doesn't have the popularity. Every time I'm about to get going. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. So here's where I think the XFL screwed up to begin with. Right. They had their million dollar game at the end of the season. Uh, the end of the first season, and they had maybe one-third of the lower bowl of the L.A. Coliseum filled. That is 
That is ridiculous. I think if they're smart, this time of, this time around, they're gonna go like, let's do small arenas, like let's do like DXL, like let's do a twenty five thousand seater at the max, like let's do twenty thousand seaters, let's do college or not. Yeah, but you can't put or uh, soccer stadiums and things like that. What? You can't put a football field on. In the axe. In the axe, can you? But you could do like... Yes, you absolutely could. You get rid of that lower level. Oh, like... They... No. Yes, you could. They played like... Remember the Metrodome? They played... Um, uh, well, the Metrodome was way different than the axe. It's a multi-purpose... Stadium. <laughs> Takes. I I really should have prepared this more. I would say. I'm just saying. I, 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 think, I think you're on the right track. I think it's gonna work this time. I think that they had bigger eyes than. So make what, it like the arena league is what you're saying. No. Make it an arena size. Well, yeah. I mean, arena. I'm. I, I'm. You're not saying AFL. You're not saying arena league football with like no sidelines and all that. That's but a that, modified field size. But also. that's, that's why stupid. I think they were working within the constraints of being in an arena. No, I, I. I think that's why it was like that. I mean, but like, okay, but soccer fields around. Like MLS, like we're for the United, we're building a stadium right now that's gonna hold like thirty thousand people. Yep, that's a field that you should share with. Well, that'd be like TCF. What does that hold? Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Thirty, yeah, thirty-five. If, in my opinion, if you want this to work, you need smaller crowds. You're gonna, you go to Des Moines, Birmingham, Alabama, right? Uh. You know, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Fort Worth, whatever. Right, right. Dayton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. You know, but well, we Las Vegas. Got to get Dayton uh, for sure. We got Las yep. Vegas already. Never mind with the Raiders. <laughs> go back to Oakland. Go to Oakland. There you go. <laughs> Portland. I'm just saying, if you go to them towns, and I think, but uh, I think if you did that more focused in the South, in them towns that are big college football towns, and then you bring in that younger talent, them big college football areas, you know, the Georgias, the Floridas, they're going to have a familiarity with these players that, well, he might not have made the NFL, but remember when he played for the Bulldogs. Right. But I also see them changing their their stance to, like right now the stance is, if you have any type of criminal record, no, that's not going to happen. Let me tell you why. You told me that you want to talk about the XFL, so this crossed my mind today when you brought this up. Let me tell you why I think that's going to stick. Uh, Vince McMahon already runs a very, um, what he, regardless of you know what the Attitude Era was, since like 2005, uh, the WWE has been a very family-friendly product. Okay, yeah, and that's what he's trying to get out. And, I mean, in the last month, the WWE has released two, fired two of their performers for unproven, unwarranted, uh, like, (laughs) I guess, (laughs) off the court um, or off uh, outside the ring. They recently had two players accused of sexual assault. Um, both, one of them for sure, the guy was like, no charges were filed. Everything was found to be like BS. Um, and the Andy, guess what the microphone can pick up from way over there? Um, 
That's classic. Secondly, <laughs> I hope it did. So they released they released him, and then they had another guy who um, has been accused of some sexual misconduct that essentially is kind of looking like it was consensual, and she was just looking to make uh, some money. And then anytime there's any sort of um, there was a girl a few years ago that had some. It wasn't even, she didn't even do anything wrong. Somebody hacked her phone or her cloud, whatever, and released, like, nude pictures of her. They just don't put up with any of that. Like, they... It's a tight run ship. Right. So that's why I think that he's going to stick to this. He's not working with Dick Eversall this time around. Right. Which also could hurt him, because I just, I feel like this... Okay, so he worked with Dick Ebersol, which who was a big NBC guy, and that's where the XFL was on. And at the time, except, uh, NBC had just lost whatever NFL thing that they had going on, so they needed something as far as football to go. But I feel like if you do this in the springtime, you do it in smaller stadiums, and you put it on FS1 and ESPN2, let it go for a couple of years, just let it grow, start the gambling aspects as much as you can. I feel like this would be... This could be very successful. Keep it small at first, like they're saying, eight teams. You know, go ten games, two-round playoffs, one championship game, whatever. I, it, it could work in theory. And it could also destroy the CFL. I'm sick of hearing about the CFL. Let's put Chad Ochocinco in the Hitmen's pads and not the Eskimo boy, Edmonton Eskimos. Probably. What, what the fuck is their team name? I, Edmonton Eskimos. There you go. They also have like the Rough Riders. Yeah, they, they were talking Calgary. No. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Put them in like the. But what's wrong with the CFL? Like, let the Canadians have their it football too. Doesn't affect too. you. Yeah, like, what are you so bitter about the CFL for? To, like, CFL is very popular in Canada. Yeah, good for them. Why doesn't it? Why is the NFL not embracing that? Because their dream is probably to get to the NFL. Why are we not like scouting those teams? There, there are occasionally players from the CFL signed to the NFL. Uh, Chris Carter's son, I think, played in the CFL for a while, if I remember correctly. And did he, he in the NFL up? now? He and gave up. I think he went to the Colts on a practice squad. I don't know where where that ever ended up. Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie. Warren Moon. Warren Moon was in the CFL. I think so. Or was he just USFL? I thought he was just USFL, but I, maybe. I mean, I could be wrong. Anyway, the point is. Tim, don't be so disgruntled against the Canadian Football League. That's the big point in my XFL talk. It's a very don't be disgruntled in the CFL. It's a very, it. it's a very <laughs> functioning league that's doing just fine. I mean, why don't we just play fantasy CFL? Do you want to? I'm game. Okay, let's do let's it. Do it. <laughs> we just we, gotta we learn have, player names. <laughs> we might have to go back to the old days of like where they literally had to like tally. The point totals, like... You don't think Yahoo has a CFL app? They I... didn't even have a NASCAR app. <laughs> <laughs> Play with us, NASCAR. Fantasy NASCAR with the Pilsner Podcast. CFL Fantasy Football app. I've got it. Seriously? I will get everything hooked up and get you guys the... Because they start early. They're, they they start in, like, July. Okay, we'll get it figured out. I'll get it lined up and get it figured out. Absolutely. Start doing your research, boys. Also, there's only three of us that are going to be doing this. We could use a fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth member. And also, I did mock the women's (laughs) Final Four before, but I did have the idea that I think on the show, 
We should do a women's Final Four bracket. We should do any off-brand sport. That's what I'm saying. I yes. mean, we're doing death pools. We're doing perv pools. We're doing, we're doing NASCAR. NASCAR. Let's but, do World of Outlaws. I don't know what that is. What is uh, that? That's sprint car racing. If there's a way we can do <sighs> fantasy, like, monster truck rally. <laughs> I'm afraid of how much time I... Like, I put much, way too much time into my fucking Daytona picks. <laughs> and because I thought it was this... Past weekend. Did you watch multiple episodes of IRL? You have enough time to dedicate to a, a non-sport thing. It's different, though. You can watch IRL, like, in bed. I can't do my fucking number crunching. So we should find out if we can do fantasy lacrosse. Go Swarm. They're not even a thing anymore. Dang it. Really? No, they moved to Atlanta. Well, f- I will play fantasy. They might be the swarm. They might be the Atlanta swarm. So technically, I will beat you two at any fantasy game that you propose to me. X Games, no Street League skateboarding. If it exists, Street I'll... League. It's Rob Deerdick's company. Well, let's do it. Street League skateboarding. All right, we're in. Fantasy professional wrestling. I mean, as long as it exists on a platform. Yeah, I feel like that probably does. That has millions of viewers, and you're going up against the guy who watches wrestling every week. Why would you think you could beat him? Yeah, your guys' punishment for one of these weekly bets that you lose is you're going to have to come to my house for WrestleMania. Ugh. Oh, wait. I'll do that. That's a pay-per-view. That's that's great television. Yeah. Can I come over even if Andy loses? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) We'll drink some beers. and. What if you lose, Corey? What if you never win NASCAR? Well, oh, then I'm I guess I won't make you guys. Then I won't NASCAR. make you guys come uh, come watch WrestleMania. You guys will see WrestleMania before Brendan Dassey. <laughs> All right. On that note, hey guys, thanks for listening this week. Um, give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, uh, Facebook at Pilsner Podcast. Uh, I can be found on Twitter at thillisheim. Corey can be found at Corey Jensen, and Andy is oblivious to all social media. He doesn't want to be found. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, Bobby Del Rio. That's oh, at shit. Bobby Del Rio. Uh, Andy can be found because he's mad now at Andrew <laughs> Jacoby.